introduction. Hello and welcome to episode 38 of Your Average Critics, joined with uh, Chris and Obi for a Christmassy podcast uh, and a podcast that is at one with the force. Um, Joe said he was going to turn up today, didn't, so Obi's going to slap him. We might film that, put it on YouTube. Um, or is that happy slapping? Don't know. <laughs> Do you remember happy slaps? Oh, happy slaps, God. Jesus Christ, that is a throwback. That's oh, such a throwback. Do you, do you ever have like a, um, a what's it called? A, uh, like an assembly, basically 10 people to About stop happy slaps. <laughs> telling people to stop happy slapping. Oh, um, mate, happy slaps was the best. Did you ever get happy slapped? I never got happy slapped. I handed out a fair few happy Did slaps. Did you? I'm You're a happy lie. slapper. Because I have big hands. I handed out a fair few happy slaps. But like, not like... Actually, no, no, they, they were quite brutal, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was going to try and make it so like people, the people deserved it, but they didn't. Primary school bully. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, Shout out. Good Happy time. slaps. Uh, so on today's podcast, we'll be talking about our favourite Christmas films. Uh, we'll be talking about Star Wars The Last Jedi, which if you're going to go into spoilers, I will we'll leave do, the room. We'll do, I think we can do it spoiler free. Yeah? I think, I think, yeah, I think we can definitely do it spoiler free. Okay, because I'm not going to be able to watch it for a, a, a couple of weeks. Yeah. There was something, I just want to say right now, there is something very um, Indiana Jones about the Star Wars film. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh, that's that, okay. That's all, that's all I'll say about that. But thing is, Harrison Ford's not in it, is he? What's no. this? Star Wars 8? Yeah, he said there's something Indiana Jonesy about it. Yeah. Is there just a lot of screaming? No. Okay, actually, no. to be fair, I don't want to know. Yeah. Um, I don't know, because I'll probably agree with me to be honest. What's that? I'll say what I say. The, the, I don't know. I'll, to be honest, okay. So, there's a sequence in the film that is basically inconsequential to the whole film. Okay. Basically. So like that whole the whole thing could just not happen and the film would probably turn out exactly the same. I actually genuinely think the film is too long. Do you? Really? Yeah, I think it's well, too it's long. Two and a half, isn't it? Two twenty, but yeah. Yeah. I I think it's too long. Okay, and there's uh, obvious stuff like including that scene that can be cut out. Do you think? Uh, to be honest, if you cut out the bit I'm talking about, you're talking about a good twenty minutes to half an hour. Really? <laughs> what? Thing, what? Where? Where, where are they at so, this point? So. So then I can get a grip so, of what you're talking about. Uh. Basically, Finn and yeah. the what's that Oh no! Uh, and, oh, yeah. and Rose and the the llamas and donkey the donkey things. That whole bit was like that whole bit. Yeah, I feel like you could take it out of the film and it would literally end up the exact. But same I've way. heard yeah. that yeah. this film is different and critics have liked it because the uh, the narrative is defined and determined by the characters rather than the end goal. So, whereas in a, okay. in normal, in like a film like, uh, I don't know, say Indiana Jones, he has to find the Holy Grail, right? Mm-hmm. So, the, the narrative is Indiana Jones will end up finding the Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. And anything in between that, whatever. Whereas people are saying that this film is all about the characters' arcs. So, it's like, where is Ray going to end up at the end of this film? Where will Finn So, be? basically, it's a replication of... Uh... Yeah, but <laughs> rather than, you know, we have to destroy the new, the First Order... That would, you know, there would be character arcs within that, but the narrative thrust would be they have to find the first order or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, uh, so I, I don't know. Did that come across in the film? Um, kind of. I would say the film is yeah. The film's not really about um, an end goal. It's kind of more about I'm um, well from what I've gathered anyway. It's more about um, them trying to keep the resistance alive. Okay. Kind of. Because yeah. if you think about it, The Force Awakens is introducing us to the new characters and some of the old characters, mm. setting up the incident. Mm-hmm. This is the middle part of the trilogy, obviously character development. And I assume episode nine will be, you know, the big battle yeah. for... 
Okay. How much time well, it passed from seven to eight? Well, because I thought it's, I it's, thought it's immediately, it's immediately it's after. Right after. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, because I just thought because Finn was part in that, is. Yeah, because Finn was in that thing. Yeah. And I was like, because it was. How long has it been? Yeah. Well, it might be longer for him, and it might be. I don't know if they did the the timing coinciding with each other. He was comatose, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He did get lightsaber to the back. He's still comatose at the end of the, at the start of. The, hey. the start of the hey. last yeah. okay. but yeah so I liked it um, I, w- I watched uh, Force Awakens um, for the first time and I really liked that I think that Force Awakens is better yes okay than, I agree. Uh, you agree Jedi. okay yeah. we'll uh, but the last Jedi, last Jedi is, is very good I think um, there's a lot more action I would say in this one than there is in the Force Awakens which okay. I'm not sure is is what I wanted but you know it was good um, I like Kylo. Kylo is a pussy old, but I like him. He's probably, he's probably still my favorite character. Fair play, fair play. Um, obviously, Finn's good. There's a, there's one thing that happens in the film that <laughs> technically kind of ruined the whole film for me. But that's just my little. Um, is it the thing we spoke about? Um, I don't know. What did we speak about? Snork. No, no, no. no but that, no, but that is a big thing. Yeah. That's a big thing. Um, but yeah, no. There's one thing that happens in the film that. Obviously, when you when you see, it, I can talk about it, but it's literally it's proper minuscule. Like no one else will probably care about it. But it's just me. Okay. So, um, but yeah, no, it was really good. Um, I thought it was good seeing like because obviously I haven't seen all the other Star Wars, but obviously I know that Luke Skywalker is a big deal, um, and he was having. Like, it's good seeing like he had his version of a story, and then we kind of sh- saw kind of Ren's version of a story, and then we kind of saw what actually happened. Okay. So yeah, that, that was pretty. That was cool. good actually. I do like that. Um, but yeah, because um, oh, Kylo Ren, the backstory is Kylo Ren killed all his Jedi. Yeah, he was his, training them all, yeah. and then he yeah. Okay, mm. right. There, there is so many questions at the beginning of this film that you think, yes, this film is going to answer every question you want answered, and it doesn't. <laughs> but that it doesn't answer, answer it in nine. It doesn't right? answer any of them. Right. Okay. I know it answers one of them, and you think, really? Okay. What bit are you talking about? With Ray? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah. I really didn't like that. <laughs> How did you find out Ray's? Origins then, uh, yeah. Yeah, unless it's a lie. Okay, right. But you're not gonna be happy with it. Oh well, no, maybe you will. I don't know. It's a. It's, I wanted. It's a, I wanted something different. Yeah. So well, everyone assumes that she. Don't, no, we're not. Assume, we're not saying anymore. No, you say what you think, and then we'll, everyone we'll assumes on. that she's somehow related to Luke. Right. Because well. Jedi are supposed to be celibate, but. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think so. Oh. Um, but I I don't really know who her mother would be or anything else. so mm. I don't know I'm looking forward to seeing it um, I think you'll enjoy it I like the Star Wars films mm. um, they're just kind of harmless fun but what well, you said it, was, it, it wasn't it was as much action as you hoped what did you hope from no, no, he, he, no, no, I, said there was, I said there was a lot of oh, no, action sorry, yeah, yeah. more action then what would you have hoped for then like, maybe, just, no, just a bit more I feel like in obviously with uh, Star Wars 7 they, they had to set up a lot of characters so there was a lot more dialogue you know, yeah. characters meeting each other for the first time and stuff like that and I quite enjoyed that Whereas I felt like in uh, The Last Jedi, it was a lot... Because we know mo- mo- the vast majority of the characters, apart from a couple that were introduced. So, like, it was mostly just, you know, people attacking each other with other people and, you know, people doing sort of... People doing, you know, action-y type things. But, I, like, it wasn't, like, bad or anything, but I'm just saying, like, the other one had... Considering the film's longer than The Force Awakens and it has more action, it, uh, there was a lot less dialogue mm-hmm. than, than, I, than I thought there would be. There's scenes in this film, and I just think, and I think probably a lot of people agree with me, some people might not agree with me, and uh, I, I can't wait for you to watch it. There's a scene in it, and I just think, what the fuck has just happened? 
Like it didn't spaceships. make sense or if it was that confusing. Uh, it shouldn't have happened, basically, I think. I think it is... It was just stupid. Um, okay. I'll, I'll explain to you after. Um, and you may or may not agree with me, I don't know. Okay. There's, a, there's good... There's good um, uh, what's the word where they do it for the fans? I forget it every week. References? No, Easter eggs? No, no, no. So, like, the last film was f- uh, a fan... It was for the fans. Like, it was, tribute? No, uh, doesn't matter, Karen. Re- like rehash. No, know. no, like they did all the the bits to relate. Fan service. Yeah, like almost they did a bit of fan service in this film, which yeah. is good. I thought. Mm. I think uh, Ray on the island with Luke. Need I think there needed to be more. Yeah, I Context with them. I think there needs to be more in general. Yeah, like it was so brief, and then like you go from one moment Ray's there, and the next moment she's got longer hair, she's dressing all different, and it's just like what the hell kind of thing. Okay. Uh, the force is. A very big part of this film. A very big part, I'd say. Oh, yeah. There's one like, bit that even I found a bit strange. Yes, that's the bit I was just talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. But then there is another... And then there's a bit in it which I, which was really clever, but at the same time, I was like, that's a bit much as well. Mm. So, you'll see. Uh, they, they hone into the fans, what the fans want. Like, you see loads of old places. Millennium Falcon's still in it. Blah, blah, blah. This and that. But... Yeah, I think for me it's probably going to get a 6 or a 6.5. Though. Would you still watch the ninth one, both of you? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. And there's no like, end credit scene or anything. Uh, I didn't if stay long enough. Yeah, if there yeah. was nothing to it. They haven't in the other one, so I just yeah, assumed no, I didn't. I, yeah. I didn't like the... Uh, you know the toys you would... Um, the new cat, those new... The porgs? Yeah, I don't like them. No. Uh, ones that just go... Like, I think they're annoying. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. That was it. They made they made this film funnier as well. Yeah, there was, yeah. I, I think, too much. Too. I think there was too I, much I, in I, there. I actually agree with you. Yeah, I like... Luke was being too funny when he was meant to be serious. Okay. And I think that's what, for me, I was taken away from it and I was like, this is bad acting as well. Like, because I wasn't seeing him as... Luke Skywalker, the, the Jedi, I was thinking for Luke Skywalker, this dumb idiot trying to make jokes about stuff. Like, but maybe, because you said there's more violence in this one. Um, um, there's more explosions more and, and like action, but I don't know if you... Uh, I know it is violence, but it's no like bloody... Gorbois not going to be in Star Wars, is there? No. Although people get limbs severed in a lot there of is, There's one really good fight scene I really liked, oh, yeah. and there's one fight scene that I really didn't like, and I thought it was really short. Okay. Um... Again, I'll have to explain to you which ones. I think you probably know the one that I thought was good. Yeah, yeah. And there's a fight scene, yeah? <sighs> Does it give it away? No, don't don't worry. Yeah. Um. So you gave it six, six and a half. What would you give it? I'd say seven. And what would you both have rated The Force Awakens? Seven now now seven. watching this. Seven and a half to an eight. Oh, so. Okay. Probably seven and a half. Okay. Now watching this, yeah. Well, I will see it eventually. I will... Um, I will if... When it comes out on DVD, I'm gonna watch them all, in order. Okay. And see Including after. Rogue One between four oh, and five. Oh yes, I love Rogue One. Rogue One is so good. Yeah, it is. It's um, cool. Well, sort of on the Star Wars theme, uh, it has been confirmed finally that uh, Disney have bought Fox, 21st Century Fox, their entertainment arm, um, which includes like their shares in Hulu, Sky. Uh, their film and entertainment business, uh, I assume all their back catalogue, mm. uh, doesn't include their news or, or their sports, which are staying separate. Mm. Um, but this, how much was it? Like $59 billion, which is yeah. about £38 billion pounds mm. or something. So, you know, just small change. Yeah. Um, what do we think? Are we excited? No. Why not? You know what? 
I said I think I said this last week or maybe the week before. I don't like the idea of all these things being under one umbrella. I like different and en- different entities to have their separate ideologies, sorts of thing. Okay. I like I don't like think because uh, with like Marvel films, for example, I think I said this last week, but I'll say it again. Um, all the films have quite the same tone. Yeah. So. I don't want to be watching uh, an X Men. Obviously, they are re- the, the films are really good, but I don't want to be watching an X Men film thinking, "Oh, this feels like a like I'm watching like Avengers or something like that." I, I, I like them to be distinct from each other. Do you not think sense. the Marvel films at the moment are distinct in certain ways? Like they are. Ragnarok is definitely a Taika Waititi film. They are but Guardians totally, of the Galaxy. T- totally, I feel like they're, I feel like they're all they're all very similar. Whereas if you compare a film, uh, Marvel film to like a DC film, for example, like I think they're completely different. But do you think the DC films themselves are totally different? Mm. There's not been many not to really. compare, really, is there? No. They've all been all done by Zack Snyder, yeah, yeah, no? Yeah, they've all been done by the same person, so... <laughs> so. But that, so even, like, Patty too. Jenkins' Wonder Woman was not totally that different from... Not really. No. Not really. Mm. Um, but I just... And also, I, don't, I just don't like the idea of, like... I prefer, I prefer um, not to have a monopoly in the market. Yeah, I much prefer... I'm surprised they don't have one right now. Because they're part of an oligopoly at the moment. Mm. Yeah. I'm surprised by buying this. They ha- do not have an oli- uh, do not have a monopoly in the market now. I'm surprised it was allowed. What counts as a monopoly? Isn't it over 25%? Like, because te- Tesco in the supermarket has a monopoly, technically, yeah. but is also an oligopoly because... So it's Disney now. How much have they got? Sorry. To I, don't, I don't know because there's people, six studios so still, isn't there? Or five. According to like the financial people, which I assume is purely estimated yeah. they think that Disney will now control 40% of the box office Ooh. okay so it is a monopoly then so in, that's in Jesus that, yeah that's huge that so that's huge. what I'm saying like I think uh, competition breeds better yeah. definitely because so, you need the pressure on like, it's like sorry it's yeah. like FIFA like FIFA are the only football game out there but well obviously you've got Pez but Pez doesn't really compare in terms of sales yeah. so they can pretty much do whatever they want and people are still going to buy but, their game yeah. so the quality I think down. anyway goes down whereas I think if you've got you know oh uh, we've got you know Fox where they're putting out this and uh, DC are putting out this and uh, Paramount are putting out this and all stuff like that I think you're, got, you're more likely to try and up your game to try and beat your, uh, True. your competitor yeah, yeah. Do you, are they so do we know whether Disney are now just going to revamp the whole of Fox Studios or is it still going to be the writing and production team of Fox Studios they just I now are owned know. by Disney I don't know I hope it's that because because then your then your thing will be fine if it's what I've just said. Because mm. Disney one. are like such a family friendly brand. Yeah. Like I don't think there's ever been a film rated higher than twelve A under the Disney banner. Um, and obviously like things like Deadpool, Wal- uh, Logan, like I think they need to keep the as like a separate mm. arm of it. Mm. Um, because they used to own I think it was Miramax, which was their kind of uh, studio that they would produce kind of R rated and fifteen mm. because they they don't want to associate with Disney, mm. you know. But I think I was looking at the top ten films of the year, uh, and obviously you've got Ragnarok made almost nine hundred million, Guardians of the Galaxy two made almost nine hundred million. Mm. Um, there's one other Marvel film, Spider Man Homecoming made almost nine hundred million. Mm. Uh, and then yeah. I think of the Fox films, <laughs> yeah. I think it is a Fox film. Uh, yeah, I think I it think is. I think that, yeah. that made like 600 and something million. So oh, wow. that's already there is about three and a half billion. Mm. And you just, they are going to control so much. And I wonder, do you reckon other studios are now going to be thinking, let's just pair up? Do you think like Warner Brothers and Paramount or whatever? In theory, that may be a good idea, but 
in reality, I don't think that would happen. Because if it, if it, they come together and it fails, then they've both failed rather than one company true. failing. It's not. It's. I mean, and also that monopolizes the market even more. Yeah, that, yeah. that's definitely so, true. Yeah. I just, I mean, from a Marvel standpoint, it's really exciting because yeah. they've got now all the rights apart from the others, like the Spider-Man, Spider-Man villains. Yeah. So from that sense, there wasn't really anyone else that. I mean, they, if they'd sold it to anyone else, the rights would revert back to Marvel anyway. Right. I oh, really? Be- I believe. Oh, right. Um, so they probably thought well, he'll get loads of money for it. Mm. I feel like it's such a strange move. Like, I don't know whether 20th, 20th Century Fox was, like, failing. Like, Rupert, Rupert Murdoch must have a hidden agenda here somewhere. Yeah, because it wasn't as if, like, you know, they've had, like, loads of flops. I feel like Warner Brothers, if anything, have had more flops, you know, with, like, mm. Justice League and, you know, their... Most part- of DC, yeah, yeah, apart from Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, and, like, Fox had Fox Searchlight, which, you know, produced a lot of, like, Oscar-worthy films. I just hope that Disney keep, yeah, like, the individual uh, yeah, kind of talent mm. in there. Um, be- Sorry. To your point about the, uh, the Disney rating over 12A, um, the Marvel Netflix shows, are they Disney? Are they Disney? Um... No, they're Marvel. Okay. So, so they're not affiliated to Disney? No. Okay. I don't. Even but think... they can be incorporated in Avengers because they are Marvel. Right. So they're not. Yeah. They're not brand specific as Marvel, Disney, Marvel, Fox, Marvel, mm. Sony, whatever. You get things Marvel like you, can get. you get like so Warner Brothers is a Time Warner company. So I mean, Disney ultimately owns all of these things, but I just say you won't probably have the the Magic Kingdom come up beforehand. Right. I mean that doesn't happen on MCU films anyway, but True. it they're more of like a Disney tone mm. okay. than mm. most other things. I mean, yeah, part of, I mean, only, f- I'm only excited about the, the Marvel characters. Other than that, I'm think I am sort of on board with you too. Like, yeah, is it just going to be a bit kind of watered down now? Like, are we still going to get a Deadpool 3 where he's like chopping people's limbs off? And- <laughs> it would be financially wrong of them not to, because that made a lot of money. As much yeah. as you didn't think the film was that great. Mm. I thought the film was funny, but yet again, not a great storyline as it goes. It made a, it got a lot of traction and it made a lot of money, and I think they'd be silly not to because he could, he doesn't need a trilogy. He can go on forever just fighting whoever he wants really, and they could even do the storyline Deadpool versus the Marvel Universe where he has to kill them all. Like you could essentially do that. It wouldn't take a lot of time to cameo loads of people in, especially mm. if they have no no thing for rights anymore, do they? So. Um, but, yeah, I suppose it's them talking more of a, not political standpoint, but a standpoint that they're aimed at kids, isn't it? So I think if they're clever, like, they would keep Fox brand and just say, look, you do you, but we'll just finance it. Because Fox is already a really established brand name. Mm. Like, if you see, you think of Fox, you think, oh, yeah, you know, they do Walking Dead, don't they? Or it's shown on Fox in this yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. Family Guy, Simpsons. Are they going to... Because Family Guy... Takes this out of Disney... Bear. And, also, <laughs> and also take the piss out of Fox. Yeah. And I, I can't imagine Disney execs being... I feel like they're a bit more prudish. They'll yeah. be like, oh, sorry, you can't have that joke. That's a bit offensive. Do you, like, do you remember the episode of Family Guy where um, they did... They made it like a fairy tale. And then there was the... I think they did a fairy tale based on Walt Disney. And then uh, Mort came in to the house. And because he's a Jew, all the characters went, Jew! And they weren't <laughs> Jew. And then they started like, you know, trying to kill him and stuff. Yeah. So I'm like... If you're Disney, you're thinking like, and you now control this. You must. They must be thinking like, okay, yeah, we can just you know, nip this in the bud. One, one, one of two things. Well, one of three things. I think even nip it in the bud, which Seth MacFarlane, I don't think will be happy with. No, definitely. Sell off Family Guy, mm. which is a probably a good possibility, mm. or just stick with it because it probably 
probably does make a lot of money still. Yeah. So uh, and it's uh, like Simpsons as well. Simpsons make a shit ton of money, mm. and it was meant. To, I swear it was meant to be over like five years ago, but it kept going because there's such high on demand for the, the show. So. Yeah. The things they probably streamline the process so much that they probably don't cost too much to make. Make yeah. And just, yeah, like in an ideal world, they'd keep Fox, you know, the brand and all of their kind of personnel, and just they would just benefit financially from it. Yeah. Um. So I think it would be interesting. So I. Is that going to be really good for film or just kind of fucking ruin it? Mm. Um, and I hope it's the former. Because you've got like things like War of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. But that's done now, isn't it, though? Well, yeah, I guess. But I don't know, like, now that all the rights are now owned by Disney, do they have to reboot these things or can they just continue with the same... Well, they've bought kind of Fox, fractions. haven't they? So I assume they've got all the Fox's rights now. Yeah, true. So, unless they have to... When they did this deal, they had to sign all the contracts and get all the... Oh, what's the word? Uh, trademarking and copyright. copyright. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they had to redo that again. And what's it when you make your make a brand name and you've got a, is that copyright as well? So there's yeah. another word. Patent. Patent. Yeah. Like get all the pa- patents and stuff like that. So. And I wonder what it will mean for all the Fox productions that are already currently being made or just about to be released because you've got we've got like three three uh, X Men films yeah. next year, right? I would have thought that they would have been like okay. The films that are currently in production finish up to a point, and then from here, bang, the rest of it is Disney. Well, see how Rupert Murdoch handled the negotiations, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. But like I read somewhere that his son is quite high up in the Fox yeah, he's company. Yeah, CEO of Sky or something. Yeah, but so, apparently, yeah. He, apparently they wanted him on the board of Disney, and they went, nah. Oh, really? They said yeah. no. I mean, this is what I've read. Uh, son. Yeah. Yeah, Rupert Murdoch. Because I was thinking that's really clever if he's got his son on the board, take over for Inside Out, innit? Yeah, but they said no. no. Yeah, this that's... is what I've read anyway. So well, that wouldn't surprise me. So we'll what, see. Why would you change the board when the board's doing pretty well? Yeah, I think a thirty-eight billion acquisition's pretty cheap as it goes for such a large company. With... Yeah, I just I think it's actually I generally didn't think it happened. Mm. I thought maybe Marvel would buy the rights. Yeah, but I didn't think they'd take over the entire studio. That's <laughs> I can't believe the massive. other day I was saying it's six hundred million or something. Wow. Was, I think I read it and it was it must have been like a typo or something because uh, yeah and if they own Sky that you know it's another big well I mean they own 39% of it or they're trying to buy the rest of it or something so who Disney yeah because Fox own 30 or 40% of Sky oh right and the, at, they were currently trying to buy the rest of it but now I reckon Disney would have to try and buy. I don't know how it works. It's all complex. Can they buy BT Sport, please? <laughs> yeah. Well, Sky, Sky, Sky and BT have got a deal coming in in 2019, don't they? Of what they do? Like, I don't know. They just... There's a TV, <laughs> t- TV rights deal and um, coming between them in 2019. That's, that's, the, that's so, the Premier League rights, isn't it? That constitutes it? what? Uh, so they can play, uh, show different games and... That's what they do now, Yeah. It's just oh. like they're splitting up the Premier League rights, I think. No, it's not that. Bring back Satanta Sports. I used to hate that Satanta <laughs> It was terrible, wasn't it? Rubbish, man. Um, to be honest, I don't even mind BT... Like, going completely off topic, I don't even mind BT Sport because it is quite different to Sky and the way they present it and stuff. Like, yeah. like when they first started, yeah, uh, they used to do that... One second, sorry. Yeah. When they first started, they used to do that thing where they like they had that little mini pitch in the studio and like, yeah. they used to like, play out of the thing, which I thought was quite interesting. But I just hate the pundits. Yeah. Pun- like, Glenn Hoddle sucks. Steve McManaman sucks. Uh, Robbie Savage. Robbie Savage. Crap. Jermaine Genus, I don't mind. Gary Lineker, I don't mind. You know. And most of the former pros are... Mm, well, you know. Rio's alright. 
and Lampard's all right. But some of them, I'm just like, literally, like, Michael Owen and them, I'm just like, oh. oh Michael Owen's rubbish. Ridiculous. Anyway, sorry. Um, Sky and BT have signed a deal to sell their channels on each other's platforms. Under the deal, BT will now supply sports channels, which show you UEFA Champions League and Premier League football to Sky. In addition, BT will be able to sell Sky now. Sky is now a TV service, which includes Sky Sports, Sky Cinema and Sky Atlantic channels to its customers. Deal comes as the firm's face growing competition for online rivals. That's pretty much it. Okay. And there's a thing here, five reasons why the Murdochs are selling Fox. Right. Uh, The media industry is changing. Fox is selling its movie studio, television production, regional sports and international business, including star and European base, blah, blah, blah. Sell means Fox is left with content believed to be more resistant to the threat from online ads and streaming, in which are dear to Rupert Murdoch's heart. Really? So Um, he's kept his news on, which is basically all going online. But he's selling his film shadow, which I don't think Netflix will ever replace cinema. I don't. I don't know if this one's true. But if this is true, then Murdoch's a genius. The Murdochs will get a piece of Disney and online streaming. Disney want Fox businesses to create a larger su- uh, suite of movies, television shows, and sports, and it's invested. Vested. Oh, fuck, I don't know. The deal gives Fox shareholders, which include the Murdoch family, a rough twenty-five percent stake in Disney. Can't imagine that's true. Well, that's that's how these like these takeovers work. They just buy them in shares rather than actual physical cash. Yeah, well, there's equity, wouldn't it? Yeah. But anyway, talking about sport, follow Sunday League Pedigree if you want to hear (laughs) more sport from uh, myself and Obi. Uh, Christian needs to make an appearance. We need a Spurs fan. Yeah, yeah, give it a when when Spurs win again. We need a Spurs fan this week because I want to talk about something. Spurs related. Back to films. I think we finished the two films that we hadn't watched last week. So I'd started watching a film called Single White Female uh, and I finally finished it. So this is the story of uh, Ali, who's a uh, young professional woman in America, uh, New York, and she has a boyfriend called Steve. But then she finds out she che- he cheated on her. So she kicks him out of their flat and then gets a roommate called Hedy. And um, basically, you know, everything's going fine. But then Hedy gets a bit like possessive uh and then Ali and Steve her boyfriend kind of get back together which means Hedy has to move out um but then you know things get a bit sinister and Hedy tries to kind of assimilate herself to be Ali so she kind of cuts her hair and dyes it in the same way um and then gets a bit kind of violent she ends up uh, killing Steve and basically doesn't want to let Ali go um so it's it was a bit it's very melodramatic um it's quite film noirish. Like Hedy uses her kind of sexuality a lot to kind of entrap men and and like then kind of seduce them and then kind of attack them, um, which I quite enjoyed it. Uh, it is is not great. The acting isn't great, but it it was enjoyable. What year was this movie? Ninety two, mm. something like that. Really early nineties. Um, who's 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 the stars? Uh, Bridget Fonda and Jennifer Jason Lee. So she, Jennifer Jason Lee was the the. She's in Hateful Eight. She's one who's captured and gets beaten up quite a lot. Um, yeah, it, it was all right. <laughs> it was, you, I mean, it looks so dated. Mm. Like even though it's probably twenty or twenty five years yeah. old, it just looks so old. Mm. I mean, I, I don't know if I'd recommend it, but I was. I didn't finish it and be like, fucking hell, that was a waste of time. So, yeah. Oh, can I ask you guys a random question? Go Sorry, for it. You finished? I'm finished. Um, so, I I was on Twitter the other day, 
and someone was talking about Will Smith and how they think that um, his films are overrated, which I don't really agree with, but it made me move on to something else. Out of, I don't know how many of the Eva's films you've seen, but out of Will Smith and Jamie Foxx, who do you think is the better actor? Hmm. it's a good question. I've only really seen Jamie Foxx in, like, comedic or kind of action roles. Okay. Like, I know he won an Oscar for Ray, didn't he? But yeah, I've never seen that film. It's a good film. Uh, but then again, also, Will Smith was nominated for Ali, wasn't he? Yeah. So, I don't know. I've not really seen enough of their, like, serious roles. I've probably seen more serious roles from Will Smith, like okay. Pursuit Happiness. Yeah. I think he was nominated for that as well. I think Smith. I'm going to have to say uh, Will Smith, only because I've seen him in a more variety of roles. Okay. Yeah. And it might be because his stuff is more streamlined. Um, okay. Like, obviously, like, this big hype around it all, like... Uh, Ali, there was I Am Legend, I Robot, I mean, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, like, everyone's seen it. Like, there's other films that I can go on and on, and I think the only bad film that I've really seen of his is After Earth, but he's not really in it anyway, so... Okay. Yeah, and I feel like, I don't know, I I think I prefer Jamie Foxx in the comedic roles, like, in Horrible Bosses and stuff, like, okay. it's quite funny, but overall, I think I probably... I definitely prefer Will Smith's films, but I don't necessarily know if that means... I prefer him as an actor because he's generally in like bigger budget films because he's a bigger actor, okay. isn't he? Yeah. Um, but I guess you know his performance in Pursuit of Happiness was really good, and she uh, said Seven Pounds is. I've actually seen Seven Pounds. That's pretty oh. deep. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. 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 I'm told. I'm told it's really good. Well, what, who do you prefer? So I think that I I definitely prefer Will Smith films like the the pair of you, and I've probably seen more Will Smith films than I've seen Jamie Foxx films, but I've seen quite a lot of Jamie Foxx films. And I actually think that in terms of the films for each of them that are like uh, that they're most heralded for, I actually think Jamie Foxx shows a better range of acting than Will Smith does in terms of difference of roles because I've seen him in like comedies, dramas, you know, playing all sorts of different characters. Did he used to be a singer as well? Jamie yeah, yeah, Fox, yeah. yeah, he's a singer, yeah. He used to have his own TV show and MTV and all sorts. Mm. Um, but yeah, but I do think that um, Will Smith probably is the, is the better actor and definitely makes better films. But then she got me thinking, like about like someone like um, uh, what's it saying? Like some people were comparing um, Leonardo DiCaprio to Denzel Washington, and mm. so like um, they were saying that although Denzel Washington is a very good actor, he kind of always plays quite a similar yeah, role. Yeah, I was literally gonna say he yeah, kind of, he kind of always kind of plays like the the guy, like the man. Yeah, sort of like, you know. and whenever I watch a Denzel Washington film, I'm like. That's Denzel Washington. Yeah, Whereas yeah, if yeah. I watch a Leo film... Uh, he's very... Yeah. His range yeah. is, is very good. I can't believe Leo hasn't won an Oscar before The Revenant. Yeah. I don't even think he... I personally don't think he should have won it for The Revenant. No, it was a cumulative. Yeah. yeah. But that's well, not, not one, But that's right. not the way the, that's not the, way the awards should, should work. work. It's like... It's like the, the Ballon d'Or. Like, Ronaldo True. and Messi shouldn't win it for their team accolades. They should win it for True. self. True. However... They probably both do deserve it. I'll come to one. So yeah, I was actually watching a. There's a Netflix TV show called I think it's called She's Got a Habit, which is um I think it's produced by Spike Lee, and she was actually talking about the same Oscar thing. But she um the main sorry the main character in She's Got a Habit in the in the show she was talking about the Oscars, but she was talking about Denzel Washington, and she was saying that he should have won it for crap. I can't remember what film it was, but he was saying that um basically his performance in that film was ridiculously better than the the Oscar he actually got a performance for, which was, I think it was Training Day. Training Day, yeah. So they were saying that he got, they only gave it to him because of like, cause he missed out on that year and they kind of like, you know, okay. felt like they had to give it to him. I'm um, trying to remember what film Denzel's was. got a, a wide range of films as well. Like, but they, 
they would tend to be quite like actually like taking a pellet one two three equalizer, oh, unstoppable, yeah. man on fire, yeah. American gangster, yeah. training day. Do you know what? I actually, you, you've just said some amazing so yeah, films great, in that list. Well, like, American is American gangster. Yeah. yeah. I watched like an hour of that. And I was so bored. I, 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 I I've got it, and I've only watched like twenty minutes of it. Which can I found it well boring. But then I think I don't know because they're all quite similar characters. I can't really has he ever been like. I can't, can't think of him in like comedic roles or anything like that. I don't think he's really been in there. Um, yeah. it's, whether, it's whether you get given the opportunity though as well. Mm. True. Like, I think that if you're selling that film, then you try and go for the big Hollywood names that think, are like, everywhere, don't you? That's, you yeah. probably think of a role of a role for a film or you think, oh, Denzel would be perfect for this role. Or you think, because it's a drama-based role about a character who's got like a big ego duh, duh, duh. and you think of another you think oh Jerry Fox is perfect for this one because it's about a joker who's you know slick talking and duh, duh, duh. Mm. so people are because people are um, it's like what I was saying about um, The Rock and uh, Kevin Hart you say they're typecast in their comedic roles yeah. so when people think have roles in the comedy film they say to Kevin Hart and The Rock oh do you want to be in this film it's a comedy about duh, duh, duh. they don't say do you want to be in this serious drama about a drug addict who's doing duh, 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 because they think he's not going to be good for this role true but then these actors are so kind of big and kind of have so much influence in Hollywood mm. that they can make these own opportunities for themselves. 100%. They can either produce their own stuff like Jessica Biel did for that TV show The Sinner that, mm. I'm, oh, that yeah. I watched because she was like apparently she wanted more roles where she was like a conflicted character or whatever so she kind of produced that herself. I think Reese Witherspoon's done similar things with mm. a film called Wild and then you know these are big names they could phone up an agent or whatever and be like hey I want to play the villain this time or I want to play you know How funny whatever. would it be seeing like the, oh, well I suppose The Rock is going to play a villain isn't he uh, Black Adam mm. but how funny would it be to see like Kevin Hart or someone play a villain in a yeah. story that would uh, be quite interesting when they talk about Leo's roles like, he's got like Catch Me If You Can he's got uh, Django Jan- oh, yeah he's brilliant in that uh, to be fair Jamie Foxx is really good in Django yeah, yeah Titanic and The Beach Catch Me If You Can if I've not said my that my favourite film The Departed mm. Departed that's brilliant The Wolf of Wall Street yeah Revenant oh what's that one where he's on the island and he's a bit Shutter Island Shutter Island oh Inception yeah so all his films are really like eclectic <laughs> yeah. again I don't think Great any of them are like outright comedies I know like Wolf of Wall Street is pretty funny but and Catch Me If You Can and then like you know he's really well received for films like What's Eating Gilbert Grape which I haven't seen but that's one of his earliest films and that's oh, yeah. you know he's very highly regarded for that so I mean they're both mate you've made me want to you've made me want to do marathons of like Oops. these actors yeah but, and even actresses I bet there's someone there that I would probably want to see a marathon of their films but I think Amy Adams is a really good actress I don't think I've, I've only seen her in she's Lois Lane right yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only seen her in that. <laughs> Things like Arrival, um, Nocturnal Animals, uh, she's in American Hustle, mm. The Fighter. So a lot of her roles are quite mm. dramatic, but good. Um, and then also Denzel Washington for Fences. Didn't win an Oscar for that, did he? No. Which was a bit was very good of a shame. In that. Did the and woman win? By <clears throat> Davis yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank God for that. She, I mean, that was, she was amazing. She's a, she's a fantastic actor. Yeah. She is wicked. Yeah. Like, even us, uh, obviously... Uh, Had to get away with murder. murder. In that. Is even not- then, she does, like, a completely, like... Obviously, sometimes, most of the time, she appears this, like, really confident, you know, like, brazen woman. But then you sh- they do show her more vulnerable side, and she's sick at playing both. both. And she'll be crying, snot, sort of falling out. Yeah, I was going to say, she loves yeah. that. She loves yeah. that yeah. snot face. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's sick. 
But yeah, sorry. Is that not getting a bit far fetched now? What how to go over? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm not gonna lie. They should probably wrap up. This is, this should be the last season. What is it now? Four. They should wrap it up. Yeah, it's fourth season. Oh my they god. Wrap it up. <laughs> I don't think they will. I think they're wrapping up Scandal. To be fair, I think this is the last season of Scandal. Was that seven? I think it's eight. Oh, wow. I think they're wrapping that up, which they should definitely as well yeah. because it's getting long. How's Powell getting on as well? Powell's sick, man. Powell's, Powell's been sick. And I've got off, off, it's them, them three and The Good Wife. I really yeah. want to watch oh, the good, mate, I, Do you know what? I stopped watching The Good Wife. I don't know why, why but I was probably, I've been to like, the first five seasons and then I got on to like, the last season and I just stopped watching it. I can't remember why, but then summertime at the end, I was like, oh, because they killed off... Oh, I don't know. Just say it, just say it. They killed off Will. I think it was Will. He was like the, the main supporting uh, ca- uh, character. He was um, had like a little thing with um, Alicia. The main main actress, and they killed him off, and I was like, "Fuck this show!" So yeah, I stopped watching. Yeah. That happened to me with um, with Boardwalk Empire. Mm. Like one of my favorite characters, they killed him off, and I was like, "I haven't seen it since." Yeah, I've still got like three. You get, so, you get so pissed off at something. It's like I was saying to you. Um, we were talking about um, the DC crossover episodes because I've I've only just watched them all, oh, yeah. and um, one of the women in that is in Grey's Anatomy, and her and this other guy were like my two favorite characters, and I think. I think most fans would say they're the two favourite characters and they killed them off mm. at the I same really, time. Mm. I it was really. just like, what the fuck just happened? Did we happened? talk about the crossover last week? Um, I, I, I spoke about you it. You did, yeah. yeah. Did we? No, we spoke about it after we went to see we Free Billboards. We did. Okay, so how, how, what did you think of the crossover episodes? I, I thought it was good. I thought it was better how they actually made it go across four episodes because the last one, it was at the very end of Supergirl and then it went across the other three, didn't it? This one, it's actually all three of them. Mm. Uh, the whole idea of it was that there, there's a... So, in the comic book style, there's infinite universes with a fit of different ways of things have taken place. But in the DC crossover... In the DC TV, there's only 25? 52. 52. I've got it. The numbers. The numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's 53, actually. Yeah, well, now it's 53 because yeah. there's another... FX or something. Yeah. Where they found this earth, I don't know, but, but they have. I think it's in the earth is so bad that no, no one speaks about it. Oh, okay. No one recognises it. Yeah, because uh, yeah, um, I mean, in the comics, it's actually earth because of, you know, X is 10 in Roman numerals, yeah. so it's actually supposed to be earth 10, but they just said, let's call it earth, earth X. X. Anyway. So they've, they've deviated a little bit. Yeah. But basically, this world, the Nazis won. These, all these people are still superheroes, and basically, Oliver Queen Arrow is the Fuhrer, isn't he? Mm. And... That I liked. I thought that was good, and they should just they should just streamline with that. But in the end, you figure out that actually they're Supergirl now. So Supergirl on FX is in love with Oliver Queen from FX, and yeah, the husband and wife. Their husband and wife, but her heart is failing, and so they're going to try and steal this Earth's Supergirl's heart and put it in hers. I didn't like that storyline. I didn't like that. You might have liked it. I just did. I just thought it was unnecessary to add that. They should have just been like, we're Nazis. We want to conquer. We've got all these superheroes and supervillains that are gonna mash you up and have like a big sick fight would have been would have been perfect. Like they brought back some old faces like uh, Tommy, Tommy, who was Oliver Queen's best mate and he died in season one, and so that was like really there was like a really emotional point and then Tommy was like pretending as if he was like oh yeah my mate and then he's like ha like I'd fall for that kind of thing. And he kills himself. Yeah, and then he kills himself. <laughs> yeah. Side, side, side. Yeah. Nazis, isn't it? Yeah. Can we just? When there's a retrospective history, can it just stop being Nazis taken over? But fucking think of something else. There's like fucking 2,000 years of history. Yeah. I still want to watch, uh, what's it called though? Man of the High Castle. It's actually decent, but like, I've seen the first like, five episodes. Yeah. But 
I've got a feeling because I haven't obviously I haven't watched it. I've got a feeling there's time travel involved in it. I'm really? like, as soon as time travel gets involved, you know what it's going to get. What about the Romans? Sued. What about if the Romans carried on? Who cares about the Didn't Romans? die out in fucking AD. Well, they're going to bring us massive force in Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, uh, I think you probably watched the episode. They they do um, so the the whole time aberration thing. So this one is basically what happens uh, if the um, the Vikings or the Normans or whichever ones didn't uh, leave America back before America was discovered in inverted commas by Christopher Columbus and the man. Did the Vikings ever be in America? So, I didn't know this. Apparently, apparently this is an actual thing. Really? So, yeah, I yeah. they like, just like, stuck four, to Scandinavia. Like 400 years before. Apparently, so, um, so apparently they were there and basically they decided to, because they didn't want to combat the inhabitants of who were in America already, they decided to go back to, to back to their country. But in this, uh, in this version, um, they, uh, they, What's his face? Martin Stein, a young version of Martin Stein, basically appears. <laughs> he becomes a time operation, so he shifts from one time to back to I don't know what year it was, like say thirteen hundreds or whatever, whatever it is. And he's got this toy um, called Bebo, which is basically like a Furby. And oh um, yeah, I've seen this one. Yeah, yeah. and like he like speaks and stuff. So then the Vikings they see this toy, they take it, they treat it as a god because it's just like talking. God. And basically, it convinces them to stay in America. Um, and then America becomes New Valhanda or something like that. I'm not. I'm sorry, but Legends of Tomorrow just sounds like the worst TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Season one. Oh, you know what? Oh, it's actually. Do you know what though? It's actually. It's I, so I, bad. I, no, it's good because because yeah, it's so goofy and so stupid. Yeah. But it's it's the one show out of all these ones that doesn't really take itself seriously. I think I fucking hate it. He probably would because it doesn't really make that much sense. But did you know that actually um, Legends of Tomorrow, they Rip Hunter was supposed to. Um, assemble a new team every season. It's supposed to be like an anthology sort of thing. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so like obviously, yeah, there's team in season one and you're supposed to get a completely different new team. But like, oh. because the characters, obviously, apart from the ones that left, because the characters that were in season one were so popular, they were just like, yeah, I'm just going to keep it. Fair play. Yeah. A few changes. I must admit though, oh, I was in tears, mate. There's a really sad bit oh, yeah. in the crossover. I'm actually, it's actually making me tear up now. I genuinely, <laughs> I genuinely felt really sad. Yeah, so wow. basically... Uh, there's this. There's a character called Firestorm, and in the comics, I believe it's the saying that two people need to merge together to become Firestorm, because they've got a, a nuclear. No, is it a nuclear bomb like, almost inside a nuclear, nuclear reactor inside like them? Yeah, in and movie. if they don't, basically, yeah. If they don't connect every now and again, then basically they both explode. Yeah, pretty much. So uh, they're both Firestorm. Yeah, but yeah, only but when they're together. When they're together, they become like. The but when, when they're separate, they can hit. They can feel each other's emotions and thoughts and stuff. So. If one of them was to have sex, they would know about it. And if mm. one of them was to fall in love, the other one would know about it. Kind of thing like that. And basically, um, there was this whole part that... Um, oh, I've forgotten their name. So it's Stein and... Jax. Jax, that's it. Who's played by... Do you remember... Do you know Attack the Block? Yeah. You know um, the one who goes, oh, that's blacker than my cousin Femi? <laughs> Shit, is that him? <laughs> him, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> days. Fran, Fran, Franz Dammit, I think is his name. That's but joke. He plays Jax in the But basically, Jax has got the feeling that Stein doesn't want to be on the ship anymore. Well, no, it's more that Stein's just had a grandchild, even though his grandchild's technically an, an aberration, mm. but that's thanks to Flash. Um, and he's not spending enough time. He's got this screen that he can talk to him through, but it's not really seen him. So Jack is like, Let, let's figure out a way to separate us so that you can be your family. And so... And this guy's old. Yeah, he so is. Yeah, ancient. Kind of to keep, yeah. Keep it quits. Um, and basically, they're in this shootout thing and Stein gets shot. And instead of just staying down, he gets back up, pulls a lever that needed to be pulled and he gets shot again. Yeah. And it's game over. He's... But no, actually no, he's still alive at this point because they put him in the machine in the Legends of Tomorrow's 
ship. They um, mer- no, they merged to. Oh yeah, they to merge because um, Jax was okay, so they merged to keep him alive, basically, so till they could get him to the ship and put him on this machine. And because they were, because um, they connected, basically. Jax, Jax, was, Jax was dying as well, basically, because he was dying. So. And then Stein was like, uh, they, they had the serum, which would basically take, uh, it would make it so neither of them would be Firestorm anymore. Mm. But So if Jax wanted to become Firestorm, we'd have to find another partner to do it. And basically, if Stein took this, he would die because he hasn't got the, he'd be more vulnerable because he didn't have Jax's resilience start going through him almost. So, And Jax was like, no, I can't let you do this. And then, he gave it to him and he took it and then Jax was fine. Stein was dead. And, and it was just like when yeah. Jax went to the family. Yeah, to, to the family oh, and died. And, uh, it was so emotional. It was so, man. I was oh. actually proper and upset. Then, and then when they were like... Because Jax was like saying like how Stein was basically a dad to him and yeah. I was like, mate, this yeah. is so deep. Like, it was the deepest thing I've seen on Legends. And it was just like, he went to the family. He was like, I'm really, he was like crying. I'm yeah. so sorry. I'm so sorry. I couldn't that. do anything. And then there was like, he was like a father to you. Yeah. Don't worry. You're part of the family. Like, this stuff. I was like, so does he about. now need to find another nuclear person to. Well, I assume. I think he's, you know, he's okay. Is he okay? He's okay because he took the serum thing, whatever. So, like, the episode after the crossover, he wasn't Firestorm and he was like, he was all right. Um,. And like nothing seemed to like you know he they didn't seem to think oh yeah he's in trouble we need to find him a new thing so he seems to be alright so I don't know if they're gonna if he's gonna you make know. it a later episode where he yeah. needs to find a maybe I don't know but yeah that was sad that man. was sad deep and they did it really well okay like, so they, it wasn't you know it was one of the better crossovers was it uh yeah I mean I didn't mind the last one because the last crossover they had the like the the drag the dominators dominators yeah and then in the Legends Tomorrow episode prior to that. Crossover episode, they were back again. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. It was a uh, it was, it was good. I just didn't like the whole idea that they needed to get the Supergirl's heart. I just thought, I thought like I was just in my head. I'd think like if you're having such trouble with Earth, one getting Supergirl's heart, why don't you just go to Earth five and get that Supergirl's heart instead? True. Are you um <laughs> caught up on Arrow? I think so. Mm. Oh yeah, no, no superheroes in this episode. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Sorry. So I was gonna say one thing, yeah. and then we can leave. The Just say it's fine. Yeah. So, um, I saw on Twitter that Roy Harper was coming back to Arrow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he's permanent or if. He'll well, he's finished because basically he was in Team Wolf, mm. and he was a key character. Like he was in Arrow for like first two seasons, and then he would dip in and out, mm. and then they had the finale, and they got all like the old characters back, and Roy made an appearance in it. Mm. So I'm wondering if he'll do the same, because that's another thing in in uh, Arrow. Fia's still alive. Yeah. I, I didn't see that one coming. I thought she was dead, if I'm honest. I didn't realise she was in hospital. She was in a coma, yeah. Oh. They like the first episode. Did they? I must <laughs> yeah. have missed that bit. Like, honestly. I was like, when she appeared, I was like, what? I was like, I was like, I was like what's happening here? But fair enough. I yeah. heard a major spoiler for Walking Dead. Oh, I haven't even caught up. I made the weather episodes behind, so go for it. Spoiler. Well, apparently it's terrible. Um, yeah. But yeah, spoilers for uh, Walking Dead, which I haven't seen. I just read it. Oh, is this about Carl? They kill Carl. That's mad. And he's like I read that. the most important part of the comics and yeah. stuff. Well, did you re- read why? Well, yeah, because they Isn't... wanted Rick to have a motivation to not kill Negan or something because that's Carl's last thing to say. He's like, don't kill him or something. I mean, I don't really know the context, but... So basically, in the comics, like, spoiler, so if you watch Walking Dead... Hey, Ollie, don't listen to this. You just got to skip the next ten minutes, I think, or five minutes, because this will spoil it. So in the comic books, Rick wins the little war with Negan, he captures Negan, and he puts Negan in a cell. He doesn't kill him, 
Why? They kill everyone else. Because he, cause he's got the mentality that Negan's people won't listen to Rick. So he needs Negan to somehow, like, almost persuade them or... This is this is what I briefly read. So like, or he's got shows like almost dominance to him, and then there's a few points where Negan can actually kill Rick, but instead saves Rick. I believe in the comics, so I don't know if I'm read further, but I don't know if there's like a partnership between them in the end. Because if you, in reality, like Negan, he's a dictator, isn't he? But he he wants everyone to be safe under his dictatorship and just do what he says. While Rick is a dictator as well, but has gives them a bit more free reign, doesn't he? Kind of thing. Um, so I suppose they go hand in hand, but Carl is still alive in the comics. So uh, the only reason they killed him off because no one likes him in the film and uh, the TV series, I think. No, but, well, apparently it was because Carl. Yeah, it's because apparently the showrunner, I think it's Robert Kirkman. Yeah, was like um, he couldn't think of a way to kind of realistically have Rick not kill Negan. But then apparently, I think one of Carl's last things is, "Oh, you don't need to kill him or whatever." So then, that's his motivation. But but then they apparently like it came as a shock to everyone in the cast. Yeah, like, apparently, just, I, like Chandler Riggs who plays Carl. It was just like, yeah, sorry, you're not in the next bit. And he's like, what? Like, yeah, yeah. Just apparently, it's terrible at the moment. Apparently, his dad was fuming. Like when yeah. he found out, like he was absolutely fuming. Because you think about it like this year, if the comic books are still going, the comic books are like a season or two ahead of the TV series. He's in. A season or two but then it's like saying that woman the blonde woman who was really key in the Adri- uh, Adriana yeah. yeah she's meant to be still alive or she was up to a point further than she was in the TV series because the fans didn't like her they killed her off so True. but then they were like grooming him for leadership weren't they so you can you can move all that that's right yes um, well it's I, I wouldn't have liked him to take over personally but then, do I? Would I like Maggie to take over? Is it Maggie? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'd it's like her to take bit, over. It's like, there's no, stable, there's. I like Maggie. Is if you're gonna choose someone at this point, it's Maggie for me to take over. But realistically, there is no character which I think can strongly take over from Rick at this point in time. Mm. And I think that's their that's their key problem. I think like, Abraham could have, but they killed him off. And I think Glenn could have, but they killed him off. Yeah. Anyway. So I think. And it's like I said, I think I said this when the season first started this year or last year, I said it's, I've said it's going to run out of steam and it's done it sooner than I thought it would. Yeah. But it had I watched this first, well, I watched that first episode and I said it wasn't very good and I watched the second episode. I think there was one episode which was all right and then someone told me about another episode where you're just like, oh my God, what just happened? I think it's like the people were trying to kill uh, Ezekiel, he's a guy with a tiger and they get ambushed and all his people jump on top of him to save him and they all die and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like, that is mad oh, that dedication. Sounds, but yeah, bad. I mean, I, I will watch it. When it was, it it, it must be on its break soon. So yeah, when I'm, that's, that's when, the mid-season oh, break. When I have my few days off, I'll try and catch up with that as well. But and we'll see what Ollie thinks. There's more important that. stuff to watch like Supernatural. Uh, or the, I can't the, believe that's still going. Oh, it's so good. I love it. I love it. But let's talk about a current film, uh, a one which is probably going to be in the hunt for some Oscars, which is Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, just off the A4. Oh, no, sorry, I no, made that last bit up. Uh, um, anyway, tell us about it. You want to take this one? Sure. Um, so, yeah, it's a film about a woman whose daughter uh, has been murdered at, like, brief. So I'll try and, like, do a brief synopsis and then we can go into like, you got to do, Yeah, but you got to do that bit. you got to say the exact bit, what's happened to the daughter right there. Yeah, so... Um, her daughter was um, 
raped, murdered, and burnt alive. Um, and basically, no, it's been seven months since this has happened, and the case has been solved. And basically, this is about this woman trying to put pressure on the police to solve her daughter's case. So, um, I think it pretty much starts with her seeing these free billboards that like nobody uses. And then um, she goes to the ad- this advertising company and she's like, yeah, how much? And he says, oh yeah, uh, it's 5,000 a month for however, and like asks how long you want to rent it out. She says for the rest of the year. And yeah, so she rents out the billboards. Doesn't, and- sorry, just doesn't she go, I assume I can't say oh, yeah. fuck shit, piss, cunt. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, yeah. an ass. He says that name. So yeah, so yeah, that happens. And so she writes on the billboard, she writes, oh crap, what she write? She writes, oh, raped while dying. Um, that's on one billboard and then um, what does the other one say one of them says um, crap I can't remember what it says one of them calls out the police yeah Chief Willoughby yeah so we just looked it up and basically so one of them says raped while dying Um, the other one says still no arrests and the third one says how come Chief Willoughby and basically this is quite I'm assuming this is quite a police friendly uh, town so most of the um, you know the media and just general citizens are against this woman because she's called out the the uh, chief of police, uh, which is Woody Harrelson's character, uh, Chief Willoughby, um, and there's like so like one guy, uh, the, no the dentist. Um, I don't know if the dentist was gonna do anything, but the dentist like seemed, very <laughs> sinister. Yeah, the dentist seemed very like because he was um he's doing uh, she was doing check up yeah. yeah and um he he was saying oh yeah the tooth's got to come out or something like that she was like are you gonna check on it first he's like no no it's just got to come out so he gets his drill and she's like are you gonna numb it first and he's like oh yeah okay cool gives her the injection of uh whatever anesthetic and then he's like okay i have to wait a couple of minutes literally it's about 10 seconds and he's like yeah okay i'm gonna and then he start he literally starts to talk about uh chief willoughby and then she's like okay this ain't this isn't right and she gets the the net the uh the teeth dropping and drills his, his, his thumbnail and then yeah he's like all crying in the corner she gets his walk gets the walk and sp- spits over his face and walks out of the dentist office that was pretty funny um, she also like when they come to get her later on like the police come to like get her and uh, they're like were you at the dentist earlier today and she's like no I wasn't there yeah. and then another guy just walks into the shop um, and that was so weird yeah and basically just threatens, threatens the killer basically but then someone walks into the shop uh, before that anything can happen. But sorry, I'm skipping ahead. So, uh, Chief, I'll t- just sorry because you probably want to watch it. Innit? I will watch it, but Are you... it's fine. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Okay. But so... it, it doesn't come out till like mid January, so. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, so Chief Willoughby has cancer, um, which is one of the reasons also why people are like, why are you calling him out like this man? Because the town, it's like a un- it's like a known secret sort of thing. So like most of the town knows. So people are like, oh yeah, why are you calling him out? This guy's a, a dying man, blah blah blah, and she's like, um, it wouldn't make she says it wouldn't make much sense calling him, calling you out after you're dead. And so, um, oh yeah, and so, um, uh, so yeah, so he basically he goes through like his little story, which is he, neither here nor there. I mean, I guess it's pretty important to the story, rest of the storyline. But he's like basically spending time with his wife and his kid before he, you know kicks the bucket because he's got pancreatic cancer so like it's okay. terminal um, and he has like a really nice day with his kids and his wife and then he kills himself and leaves a note for uh, uh, he leaves a note for his wife and he leaves a note for um, the, the main actress I can't uh, what's her name Mildred yeah Mildred Yeah. and he leaves a note for one of the police did he actually one... leave that note or did she make that note who Mildred 
What, for the police guy? I thought she made it for him, put it there so he could read it, and then she set him up so she could throw the fire. No, 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 because oh. um, the police the, the, the police station rung him uh, before, and they're like, yeah, he left you... He left you uh... Yeah, but I thought she put it in there. What, to kill him? Yeah, to set him up so she could uh, terrorise him. No, because she's... Why would she intentionally want to kill him? But she wanted to terrorise him, didn't she? Not oh, did <laughs> Yeah, but that, that's what I mean. You so, bombed the police station. Yeah, yeah but I thought, I thought she put the letter... I thought she set it up so the letter was in there so he would be there at that time. And then she thought... Uh, obviously, she didn't realise he had the headphones on. So then when she was bombarding it with fire, she thought he would just rock out, didn't she? Instead, he ran through a window. That's not what I got. No, I, I, got I from, do not. The thing I got from her was that she didn't know that he was in there. Oh, really? when he came out of the building, she looked really, sh- she looked really shocked. Oh, okay. All right, I don't know. I might be completely wrong. I'll, I'll probably am, um, to be fair. Um... So yeah, there's this, there's this, uh, this policeman basically, um, street cop, and he's and he's like an idiot, um, like an absolute moron. And they they mentioned briefly about him torturing uh, a black guy for something, um, basically unnecessary torture. Yeah, unnecessary torture. And um, she, uh, when uh, Mildred gets caught by the police, um, he like comes to interrogate whatever, and she says, "Oh, you done torturing n words." And he was like, oh, we can't say N-words anymore. We have to say torturing people of colour. And then they have this argument about the the, PC, the PC-ness of using the N-word versus saying people of colour rather than talking about the actual torturing of these people. And yeah, that whole whatever spiel happens. Um, so, I'm trying to think what happens after that. So yeah, basically this town's all against, all against this woman and like the she like rolls up to his son's school. His son's up begging her to take it down because obviously he doesn't... Apart from the fact that like, he's probably, I'm assuming he's getting like abused for all of this. Yeah. He's being reminded, like, because they have to drive past that building like, every day, so he's reminded of the fact how his, how his sister, sister was, died, was, was murdered. Um, and, you know, it just goes through like different um, aspects of this woman's life and how people are reacting to this. So, like, they show her ex husband, who apparently used to beat her. We haven't, we don't see it, but you can get a kind of gist that she did. Um, and how he reacts to obviously his daughter dying and um, their kind of like strained relationship together the relationship between her and her daughter which seemed like mm. her daughter was going through puberty, puberty and being, yeah being quite aggressive about the way she wanted stuff to go kind of thing and the mum wasn't really taking any shit mm. are you going to say about the funny scene oh you can go, go on no no because yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll mess <laughs> it up it, again is it a comedy or is it a drama or is it's it a drama it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a I would say it's a drama with comedic moments in it okay. I agree yeah so then, definitely, definitely heavier on the drama. There's like yeah. only brief moments of comedy. Yeah, definitely. So there's one joke that uh, we all yeah, like pretty much oh, everyone cinema was cracking so up. Is that um, so? There was a flashback of um, the mum, the son, and the daughter all arguing, and um, the son calls his sister a cunt, and <laughs> and then the mum goes, "There'll be no more cunts in this house." And the son goes, "Why are you moving out?" We cracking up. It was very funny. But um, oh. so yeah, so um, basically, they're uh, the policemen are all trying to get the one the advertising people to take the billboards down, and they're trying to get the Melbourne Mildred to take the ball, to take the billboards down because they're like you know they're they're taking the piss out of the police out of the police basically. As well as that, and um, as well as Mister Chief Willoughby Chief trying Willoughby. to actually solve the case, but okay, so they are. Through. I was gonna say, do they actually try and solve this? He, case? He's or? trying to, but it is. It does seem like it's difficult because there's no no leads, no leads, no evidence, no nothing. Because she's a girl who's gone out of the house with someone somewhere, and no one knows where she went. No mm. It does seem like a. It it seemed like a lost cause. So, um, so yeah. After Chief Willoughby kills himself, um, the 
they people kind of jumped to the conclusion that he did it because of these billboards. So this policeman, the, the absolute idiot policeman, walks across the road to the advertising company and beats up the the um the manager of the place. I'm guessing he's the manager. Throws him out. Throws him out window. the window, and yeah, just walks about and carries on with his day. And then the new chief police that comes into the place, Willoughby, fires him, understandably so. And this guy's like kind of like shocked that he's getting like fired, and he's like ringing up saying, "Oh, uh, do you know when I'm when I'm gonna get my job back?" And do like, "Well, just you're not going to." Yeah. <laughs> you literally just you could get done for like attempted murder. So he almost has a redemption esque kind of moment. Almost. Yeah. So when he he goes back to the police station to um, get this letter that Chief Willoughby wrote for him before he committed suicide. And whilst he's reading the letter, like I said a minute, whilst he's reading the letter, um, someone burnt down the billboards after right. Chief Willoughby died. And I think um, Mildred like kind of wanted to like, get revenge sort of thing. So she's like in the advertising company across the street. And whilst the policeman is in there reading this letter that Willoughby wrote him, he, she's like chucking firebombs uh, at the police station, basically setting the police station on fire. Um, and then basically, uh, what's his face? The policeman gets all burnt and shit. And then he's in the hospital and he's like all wrapped up in gauze and whatnot, and the person in the bed next to him is the guy who he threw out the window. And the guy who he threw out the window didn't know that it was him, but so he was like being really nice to him, saying, oh, yes, okay, like, draw some orange juice, and like, you need to stop moving, so otherwise it will hurt your, uh, your, uh, fuck up your injuries and stuff like that. And then he says, like, I'm sorry. The policeman says, I'm sorry. And he's like, what are you sorry for? And then he like realises that it's the policeman that chucked him in the window. And he's still like, obviously he's a bit, he still gives him like orange juice and that, and he can tell, you can tell he's really like pissed off and like just like angry, but he kind of just like turns away sort of thing. And then the policeman starts crying. And so he kind of, you see him kind of like make a turn in the film from then, that point, because there was this point in the film where uh, Chief Willoughby was talking to Mildred about why they hadn't caught anyone yet. And he was basically saying like, sometimes when you're investigating these uh, murders, you just get lucky. Like some random person will brag about it to his mate and someone will over here and that'll get passed on someone, which will get passed on to us. And then we'll be able to solve the case, but that hasn't happened yet. Like we've got nothing to go on. And so the Burt policeman, after he's come out of um, hospital, he's in a bar, and he hears a guy basically talking about uh, uh, raping and torturing girl the same way that the daughter died. So he assumes that it's the uh, it's the same ge- it's the same geezer. So he intentionally gets this guy pissed off, and um, I think he like scratches his. He like kind of like he scratches his face, scratches to, get his face skin, to get skin yeah, yeah, follicles yeah. on his nails. Yeah, exactly. And then the guy's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And starts beating him up. So, like, like proper like proper beating him up. And so he gets like all his DNA all over his face and you know all the stuff like that, so that he can then like take samples and send it to the lab and see if it comes back as a positive match. He tells uh, Mildred that, "Oh, I think I found the guy." And then she gets kind of like she has a bit of hope for a minute. Um, but then the results come back, finds out that uh, it's not him because this guy was like overseas. I think he was in the army or something. Mm. He was like overseas doing whatever. But um, the policeman is like, well, this guy still raped and murdered somebody. So mm. he's got to go down for something. And But then the police chief's like, we can't because we're not investigating that murder. It's got to be about something else. So then he has to break the news to Mildred that um, it's not the guy. But he says, well, this guy is a murderer anyway. And then he says, I know, I've got his address. I know where he lives. He's like, lives in, was it Idaho? Yeah, like quite far he's away. In Idaho. And then uh, Mildred's like, oh, that's funny. I was uh, driving to Idaho in the morning. <laughs> and he's like, do you want some company? He's like, yeah. So then next morning they pack up and drive to Idaho. And then they're like, uh, they're like, kind of like have doubts. They're like, oh, are you sure about killing this guy? And he's like, not really, are you? And he was like, nah. He was like, okay, we'll decide on the way there. And then it ends. 
So they don't solve the crime? No. Oh. I kind of like that they didn't know. Totally like, it had had that been the right person that he overheard, that would have been fine as no, well. That would have annoyed me. That would have been too Deus Ex Machina. Mm. Like, okay, well, I would have been fine with it because that's, I think, the normal strand of how a film goes. But is this based on a true story? Don't, not I'm aware of. So. Okay, well, I thought I thought the ending was pretty good actually because it kind of showed the like because. And in the car, they discussed how she was like, I'm really sorry. And he was like, what for? And she was like, for... No, she was like, sorry about the police station. He was like, who else would have done it? Like, he he knew already it was her, but he just was like... He thought it was his comeuppance for other things kind of thing. And then she felt so shitty because, obviously, it was her ex-husband. And... Who was her ex-husband? The ex-husband burnt down the billboards. But she thought it was the other guy, the policeman. And uh, you thought she was going to batter him over the head with a bottle in the restaurant, but she puts it on the table. And the guy, my God, the girl who's the... So, the ex-husband's girlfriend is meant to be eight, 17, 18 in the film? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> she looks well like Margot Robbie. Oh. But she's not. Nah. Yeah. Fair enough. That was it. That was so, nice. you enjoyed it? I thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. What would you give it? Eight. Yeah. Something and do you think that there. there's any part of it which would be Oscar-worthy? Like, the acting from Frances McDormand, or who she's the main character? Yeah, I think may- her. Maybe her, yeah. Um, that's... that's Best screenplay, the... was it? Maybe like... maybe the guy who played... Who's Tyrion? Um, he, he might he might I think like I, I wouldn't give him one he may get nominated he had like but he had tiny I'd part shocked. I'd be shocked if he got nominated he had a tiny part no the only people who had a, she had a main part for the time Chief Willoughby was in it he had a main part and then uh, so the two main characters I would say are probably Mildred and the cop at the end yeah. they are the two main characters the son's a secondary character Willoughby's a main character but then he's not in it the His whole way through a rubbish actress by the way oh she is terrible she, she was terrible no really yeah um uh, it's got the guy from um House of Cards the guy who's in like love with Frank is it what, Meacham? I think, isn't Meacham in it? Isn't he the policeman behind the desk? What, you mean Doug? No, that's not Doug. Is that not Doug? <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, Doug. <laughs> no, that wasn't Doug. Who oh. is it? He's, I've definitely recognised him from something then. Oh, he's the one, he's from Heroes. I've seen him in the trailer. That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Heroes. They look similar. Yeah, they yeah. Look similar. Um, yeah, secondary character. There's like two main characters, a few secondary, and the rest are irrelevant to the whole okay. thing, really. Well, I, like, I do, I do the look da- The it. daughter in the film is, I think, the same girl who plays in Paranormal Activity 4? I not seen that one. No. Is it her? No, it's not. Yeah, it is. She's in Supernatural as well. Mm. Yeah, she, she is literally in it for... One scene. Yeah, one scene. Mm. Like two minutes. Not even that. Sounds like a good screen unseen, then. Yes. Okay, the yeah. film received six 2017 Golden Globe nominations for Best Motion Picture in a Drama, Best Director, Best Actress in a Drama, and Best Supporting Actor for, I'm assuming, The Policeman, and Best Screenplay and Best Original Score. Actually, um, I wonder, the wait, which one did they give the best, um, that actor one that you said? Uh, I wonder if they give it to him or... What, best yeah. Actress, you mean? No, actor. The, the supporting actor. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Maybe Woody Harrelson or Sam Rockwell. Yeah, right? but yeah, I want to know, oh, it was Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Oh, good, okay. He deserved it, I think. He did really well on that. He, like, because he, 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 he got a bit of his background as well and his mum's a bit, like... I was Abby Cornish, I think. That's fine. I don't like... Abby Cornish was so waste. She's such a crap actress. What else was she in? Um, she was in that Six Days film that we watched. Uh, was she? Oh, yeah, she, she was wasn't. Like, she was the, the reporter in it, yeah. Well. She was in something else that I watched and... Oh, 
just don't no ratings, mate. No, <laughs> no absolutely. But no. yeah, definitely watch it. I know okay. we've sport majority of it. I might but forget a lot of it. Probably. I've will. got a terrible memory. Mm. Um, okay, well, it's almost Christmas, so by the time this will be released, it'll probably be Christmas. So Merry Christmas. Uh, let's do a quick. You know, let's talk about our favourite Christmas films. Uh, I know you've seen a couple recently. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, oh, and she was in. Sorry, Abby Cornish was in Geostorm, and that film was fucking awful. So yeah, Abby Cornish is down on my rating in twenty seventeen. Is Geostorm in Bloody any way, hell. shape, or form related to uh, day after? No, day after tomorrow. Yeah, day after tomorrow. Is it related to it? No. Oh, because I generally thought it was <laughs> no. gonna be, but okay. No, it's not. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I don't know what my favorite Christmas film is. Uh, off the top of my head, I can only think of like a handful. Really, I've never really been. Too in depth watching. Oh, you got Home Elf, Alone. Home Alone. Alone. Elf or Home Alone. That's another thing Disney now have the rights to. Home Alone. Oh, really? Yeah, wasn't it a Fox thing? I'm not sure. Yeah, well, they had four slash five Home Alones, didn't they? The Christmas special. I don't know if you count that as a f- fifth one. Um, but yeah, I mean, Elf's a pretty good one. Home Alone's pretty good. Home Alone's good. I don't know. I don't actually think. I don't really like Elf all that much. I mean, it's alright. But, you know. I'm not it's a classic. There's one film that I think. I think Brian Cranston might be in it. Best of Christmas film. I'm gonna sorry, I'm gonna Google it, which I, I really me- enjoy. I remember like a few years back I watched a film where they were suing Santa and I cannot remember the what <laughs> the film was, but it was like a whole court thing with Santa like suing him for some reason, not the best. But bad Santa. That's a good film. That is a good film. There's number two as well, isn't there? Yeah, I didn't watch that. Uh, no, I haven't either. Well uh, I, I watched um Let It Snow and Call Me Claws the other day. Okay, I've heard of neither of those. No, neither have I. So let us know. I cannot from life of me name any of the actors, actresses. <laughs> Fair uh, was it live action or animated? Live action. Um, and basically, this woman inherits a hotel place, and it's obviously got some kind of magical stuff in it. But she doesn't believe anymore, and she just wants to sell it on. There's a guy there who's a handyman. He doesn't want her to sell it, so he's he's offering to fix it up for free. Story goes on that she. She's got a job in, let's say, New York, for example, and this place is really far away, and she's been offered an even better job. And then eventually it turns out that she's going to stay. She's done up the place. She gets back the Christmas spirit. Santa can do his job properly. And it's just like, what the hell? And then, like, she remembers this game that she used to play with her aunt where they used to follow the ribbon or something. And then she can't remember what would happen when they get to the end of the ribbon. ribbon. And then she does it with this, because this guy's got a daughter, and he does. she does it with the daughter. And then... They walk through a wall to go on a slide and they appear in another part of the house. And I'm like, I was like, this is definitely like a proper kids film because I was yeah. just not invested in it at all. I get, I, would, I do not rate it. I would not recommend it to anyone. <laughs> then I watched Call Me Claws, which it had, um, is it Gold, uh, Goldberg? No. Uh, oh, what's her name? Uh, what else is she in? Sister Act. Whoopi Goldberg? Yes, that's the one. I think it's Whoopi Goldberg. Basically, Santa Claus wants her to become the new Santa. And it's this whole thing, like, she's in quite a good job. And then he's, like, an ideal Santa position for this TV company. So he becomes the Santa for them. But uh, Santa's got a contract where he can only be Santa for 200 years. And he has to find someone else. And if he doesn't find someone else, then, is it the Arctic will just collapse and then the whole world would be covered in like water and ice. Mm. So he has to find someone. Maybe that's happening in real life. Maybe. Because, you know, global yeah. warming doesn't exist. So obviously Santa's running out. Of that's it. Exactly. And then she, all she has to do is put on the hat. But she waits till the very last minute and then Ooh. she puts on the hat. It's actually, it's quite interesting. It's a whole other like perspective. Like, 
Because this girl, he knew this girl was going to be like the person to take over from when she was younger. Because he would, he would do this, well, you know, when kids sit on the Santa's lap. Mm. And he did that and he would put the hat on everyone. And if the hat lights up, that's, that's someone who's worthy of becoming the next person. Okay. And she did when she was younger. And then you see it like 15 years later. And this elf is just pestering Santa to like find someone new. Come on. Like. So yeah, it was, uh, that was much better than the other one. Okay. Um, what if she put the hat on and it went, Gryffindor? Well, then she would be a fucking wizard, Harry. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like Christmas films... <laughs> is that direct yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a fucking wizard, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> you're a fucking wizard, Harry. Um, I feel like... I don't know if I'm just a Scrooge, but... You are a Scrooge. <laughs> I can tell you that now. That you, actually, you definitely Fair are a play. Scrooge. Um, also, The Grinch is a good Christmas film. But yes. Christmas films are so, like, saccharine sweet. It just makes me sick. Like... It's all so didactic. It's all about families coming together and being happy. I'm just like, fuck What's wrong with this? Why isn't someone being decapitated? It's you're just a weirdo. You get all your thrillers and horrors and stuff No, like but it's just like... I mean, if Santa got his head chopped up, then you'd enjoy it. They're all so formulaic. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing because that's what you want over the festive season, but... Like, even, like, Daddy's Home too. It was, like, you know, family conflict. I think one of my favourites is Nightmare Before Christmas, actually. I've not seen that. Did any of you guys ever watch... Um, if you guys watch like the Ebenezer Scrooge, them ones like Chris McCarran and stuff like that, and the Muppets version of it and stuff. Yeah, the Muppets version is pretty funny actually. I was, I really, I was really enjoyed the watching those. Polar ones. Express, yeah. that's an alright Christmas film. I remember watching that with my nan when I was like six or something. Mm. You know, you watched the one with um, the one with Tim Allen where basically he doesn't want to be Santa Claus, but he's like chosen to be next. Oh, Santa, Santa, gets... it's Santa Claus, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's that growing grey hair, yeah. and like because he, 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 he knocks him off, he knocks him off the yeah. roof, doesn't he? Yeah, and he, and he can't stop growing a beard and stuff like that. Yeah, there's like one, two, and three of that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I quite like the and this is definitely my sort of thing the alternative Christmas ones so you know like Bad Santa Night Before Christmas The Night Before which is the one you've both seen this week mm. you know the yeah. ones where it's a bit edgier a bit you know I mean they still follow the same sort of pattern but they're just yeah. adult aimed at adults and there's also quite a lot of Christmas horror films that come out like there's one this year I think it's called Deck the Halls or something or mm. something like that and then there's obviously Krampus and things so. mm. yeah but, what, what about you? Uh, no, it's not going. I was going to say, I was talking about Night Before Christmas. Apparently, Tim Burton's getting the green light for a spin-off series to be made about the dog. Okay. Yeah, just before I throw that one out there for a bit of TV news. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go on, what's your favourite then? Or did you say at Home Alone? Um, yeah, my favourite's probably Home Alone. I just really, I really it's, like, it's a classic, of it? Like the first two, anyway. I mean, the first two are really good. Didn't they change the kid on the third and fourth? Uh, yes. Yeah, 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 they did. Um, but yeah, the first two were sick. Um, what else? I don't know. Uh, I never really, I don't really like like I haven't watched that Elf or you know any of them ones. I don't really watch Christmas films, but I always used to watch Toy Story at Christmas. Cause I was okay. Like, those used to be on the BBC. Narnia's always on as well. On, yeah. The cartoon. So yeah, there were certain films that like I find synonymous with Christmas. But, but oh. does a Christmas film have to be? I mean, obviously it has to be set in Christmas, but. If a film is partially set in Christmas, is it then well, a Christmas film? You, you say that. Every year, I'm, I'm sure of it, every year on TV, you have Gulliver's Travels and you have Narnia come on. And I don't see... Well, Narnia is a kind of Christmassy film because snow. snow. But Gulliver's Travels, I wouldn't say that's a Christmas film. No. It's always on. Mm. And people say Die Hard's a Christmas film because it's set on like Christmas yeah. Eve, isn't it? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, awesome. like... You can but, make any film Christmassy by just putting a, adding a bit of snow, really. Because I was watching the old Jumanji the other day, mm-hmm. which I thought was overrated. Setting Christmas um, time, isn't it? Well, yeah, the ending's Christmas. Mm. And I was like, is this a Christmas film? And I was like, not really, because Christmas isn't a big part of the mm. uh, of the narrative. 
But um, my girlfriend always watches The Holiday every year. That's like... A, I think it's got like Cameron Diaz and, you know, I think they got Jude Law. They go to oh, a house. Oh, they go to like, a house. They fall in love. Some, yeah. yeah. And Love Actually. Oh, yeah. I do like that film, actually. It's good film. You know, Brit- British mm. kind of love. talent. Yeah. That's, that's a, they did that really well, actually, the way they did that film. Different people's perspectives on it and then how they're yeah. all interlinked they do that for they've done a couple of them haven't they yeah the Valentine's Day one I'm not sure they've been as successful though and then New Year's Eve New Year's Eve one yeah these ensemble pieces don't tend to work. Yeah. Like, did you ever watch Movie Forty One or whatever it's called? Oh my Movie god! Movie Forty Three. Yeah. yeah, that was so yeah, shit. That was so so bad. But what did you both think of the night before? Had you seen it before? I hadn't seen it before. I hadn't seen it before ever. I thought it was decent. You know, so it's it's the sort of film that I would expect Seth Rogen to be involved yeah. in. Yeah. And some of the cameos I see, I'm just like, yeah, like you guys all just stick together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mates, <laughs> literally, just... like they're all just in each other's films. Like, oh yeah, because James Franco was in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Raffi from the league is in it. Oh, I'm just yeah. like, you lot all just stick together. I was a little surprised that like I, I didn't ever like I've never seen Anthony Mackie in a role. It was Anthony Mackie, mm. wasn't it? I've never seen him in a role like that before, and he was okay. he was quite he was really good in it actually. Mm. Uh, yeah, he yeah. was a footballer who was taking steroids. steroids yeah. yeah, and then, I thought it was so fun, especially when like Seth Rogen's in the church of his fucking like, yeah. star yeah. days. Like, Would you not do that to Jesus? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, the thing is as well. Um, Oh, sugar, what's the scene? Yes, yeah, so, uh, Seth Rogen takes... Um, oh, uh, yeah. uh, you know, Mindy, yeah. uh, she, so she's in it, and they swap oh. phones, yeah, and he's yeah. just getting set dick pics. Yeah. <laughs> and by he's James, James Franco. Right, James <laughs> And he's like, talking to him as if he wants to do it. the bit where he said, he was not saying, like, oh, yeah, I've never sucked a dick before. And then Joe Frank was like, you're going to suck one tonight. He goes, well, I guess that's settled. Isaac is sucking his first dick tonight. <laughs> I was literally cracking up. Oh, oh man, that was too funny. But yeah, it's, it's an all right film. But it's, it's, not, got, it's got its comedy. Yeah, it? yeah, it's got its moments. Not sure I like the ending. Uh, A bit naff in it that he was an angel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, yeah. I knew, as soon as he said he was having a party tonight, I was like, right, he's, he owns a Christmas cracker ball. Yeah. That was, that was too obvious, but mm. then... Yeah, well, no, it was good though. Yeah. I had my little Miley Cyrus camera as well. It was good. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I watched it whenever it came out in the cinema. Oh, you have watched it? I thought, sorry. It's like... No, I saw <laughs> it in the cinema like oh. two years ago or whatever. I thought it was really funny. Yeah. I do, I think Seth Rogen, like, anything he does is hilarious. Yeah. Um, apart from... 40, 40, 50, 50. It's not... No, that was, well, I mean, just like, I like most of his films, apart from... Uh, oh, no. Green Lantern, no, Green Hornet. 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 Yeah. And then I also started watching the one where he has, with Barbara Streisand. It's what? like his, they're going on like a family vacation. Uh, I thought you were talking about more serious roles. Like, I mean, like 50-50 is the like most serious one I've seen him in. Yeah. Still with comedy in it. Though. But yeah, I'd like to, you know, gross out comedy at Rancid Christmas time. Mm. But yeah. Um, but yeah, talking of Jumanji, I watched the old one. And I'd seen it when I was a little, but I didn't remember it. I wanted mm-hmm. to watch it before the new one came out. Although I don't know how related they are. Uh, yeah, they're a little bit related. Okay. Not, uh, there's a little, there's a few reference back to the old one. But I just felt like, I thought the graphics were quite good for the year it was made, like mm. 95, mm-hmm. you know, like the, I mean the monkeys looked terrible, but the rhinos and all the other animals looked fairly well rendered and... Strangely enough, well not strangely, but the animation in the new one isn't actually, like for the animal stuff, isn't actually that great. Really? No. Okay. There are like there are rhinos and hippos and stuff. And it kind of looks a bit. Mm, I've noticed. I've noticed like that the more they try and CGI animals, the more they are getting like features right, but they just don't fit the scene mm. around them. So like, 
like three three billboards. For yeah, example. that deer. The deer. Well fake. It yeah, but like the features <laughs> on it were like yeah, that's a deer, and it was really really nice features, but it just didn't fit the scene. Yeah. Like well out of place. Yeah, and I think they do that with a lot of films now. Like, like so. So if we go for Jumanji as an example, like they weren't high tech CGI advancements, but they could probably pull off an animal somewhere better than what we can now because yeah. I think we try and CGI and try and do the motions and all so much that we actually forget it doesn't look right in that scene mm. you're better off actually filming a deer with a green screen or something I mean yeah. I don't know how human rights no, well not human rights how animal, animal rights yeah. it is to do that but mm. like it's like and again uh, another example would probably be um, what's that film where they uh there's a, they hit a deer in Get Out, don't they? That's the one I was thinking of, Get Out, yeah. Um, Actually, there's been a lot of deer hittings this year yeah. because there's also one in uh, A Cure for Wellness. Deers oh, yeah, have had a really I shit time with it. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I just sometimes, I, sometimes I do just think, like, I have said this before, I just don't think they watch back their films sometimes. Because <laughs> like, if you watch back on some of these films and you see bits that are crap, you've got time to edit them. Mm. But... Also Maybe not. they don't have the, the personnel to make them good. But I mean, like, in Jumanji, like, the monkeys look shit, the spiders look shit, the bats look shit, but the elephants and all that looked all right. Mm. And then there was a lion, and I couldn't tell if the lion was real or if it was CGI. I mean, yeah. it's probably a bit of both, but that's probably a that's good, good that's thing. That's a good thing, yeah. But I just felt like... So, obviously, the kid finds the board game, they play it, and then he gets sucked in to the jungle, and then Kirsten Dunst and her brother then play it, and he gets released... But I kind of felt like there was just no development at all. It was just one set piece to another set piece. You know, like, they'll roll the dice, the animals will come out, they'll have to move the board again to another location, they'll roll again, repeat. And I was just... I got a bit tired of it, to be honest. Like, I think the idea of the game coming to life is is really interesting, but they didn't kind of... Dwell, dwell on any of it long enough for me mm. and it was really annoying I was just like if you want this stuff to happen to stop happening just stop like fucking roll again and they just kept like picking up the board moving it somewhere else um, and yeah it was just I don't know it was really like over very quickly each kind of set piece um, and I'd like to have seen what Robin Williams was doing in the jungle because there's that other kind of British hunter who kind of comes after him and starts shooting him. And I was like, why is he doing this? They're obviously enemies, but why? Yeah. Um, Quite a game. I know, but the the game wasn't really explained very well. Mm. Like, why were all these animals coming to life and everything? Like, I assume the board game is magical, but it was just kind of, mm. oh yeah, this, this is what happens. All these animals come and the vines and everything. And I was like, eh. Have you seen Sephora? Yeah, but I can't remember much about it. But yeah, I mean, obviously for a kid's film, you know, it's, entertaining and action and blah 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 so for kids I'm sure it's fine but for me I was a bit like yeah yeah fair enough but I don't know like how does it do you remember the old Jumanji enough to compare it to the new one um, not really but I do remember really enjoying the old one uh, but I haven't watched it in years so I can't remember but I did I also enjoyed the new one so you know I was probably about on par with each other I would like to actually watch the old one again I think it is on Sky Movies so I will try and give it a watch mm. but um yeah, I just remember enjoying it. Like, I don't know. Obviously, like, when you... Because it's a film that I look back quite fondly on. So when you, you think about films like that, you think, oh, yeah, I really enjoyed it then, so it must be really good. And then you watch it again and, and it, like, it yeah. just doesn't hold up. 
So, yeah, yeah, that having to move click. Mm. I used to really like click, and I rewatched it. I was like, this is terrible. Mm. So maybe I shouldn't watch it because it might ruin it for me. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but, uh, You've written that uh, almost Christmas. So yeah. what's that? So that's a film. <coughs> excuse me. That is a film starring Danny Glover. Um, it's basically about a uh, a man and his wife. They had uh, four kids, and basically, uh, this Christmas that they're having is the first one. The what the Sorry, Danny Glover's wife dies, and the Christmas that there, that is preceding the film, is the first one um, since the wife has died. And basically, he's getting all his kids and grandkids and his sister-in-law all together in their family house and trying to get them to um, be civil with each other and not like cause loads of shit uh, for five days up until Christmas, so they can say like, "Oh yeah, we managed to do this without without the mum," and then they can you know, try and be happy. So. There's four children, um, two boys, two girls. One of them is an accident child, so he's like a lot younger than the rest of them. <laughs> um, and then the two girls don't get on with each other. And the oldest, uh, the oldest man is um, a like a politician, so he's like. Ca- so when he comes back to the house, he's like spending all his time like campaigning and not hanging out with children. And basically, his uh, campaign manager gets him to back a um, a scheme, or whatever that. Uh, is shutting down um, quite a poor area of the neighbourhood which is in Alabama I think um, a poor area of the neighbourhood which contains a homeless shelter that his mum worked at and stayed at when she was young so the dad's obviously like what the fuck are you doing sort of thing so he kind of like comes through goes through this conflict I'm trying to go through the, the children one by one he kind of goes through this conflict um, saying like oh they're going to tear it down anyway so they might as well have my name behind it because I'll try and make sure that they build it back up and it will help increase my voter popularity ratings whatever what not and yeah and his dad's like that's bullshit and basically he's like okay uh, and he sorts it out in the end so they don't tear it down then the second the oldest daughter um, she's a dentist um, she is married to a former basketball player but he's a pretty crappy he was a pretty crappy one and he's like but he's really arrogant he like had like one year in the NBA and then he moved to Croatia to play basketball and he's like really arrogant <laughs> about it and he like gives out his own um, like trading cards and stuff like that and he's just a bit of a bellend um, and he cheats on he cheats on this girl with um, on he cheats on the, the woman with a girl who works at the supermarket, <laughs> but because because the the girl who knew who she who knew who he was basically, and she was like, oh yeah I'm a big fan of the whatever NBA whatever NBA team he played for, so yeah he sleeps with her, and um, the one of the other sisters finds out, so the two sisters don't get on at all. I'm not really, not really sure why they don't get on. They don't really kind of delve into it, but basically they're always like having little digs having little digs each other and they don't really speak so that woman she, she's a bit down on her luck she's like she's uh, try, she seems like a person who is always trying to she always wants to be something else like she doesn't stick with anything for very long um, so she's like uh, she's trained to be a lawyer at the minute but she's got like no money so she might have to drop out of school and yeah basically the other sister just have, keeps having digs at her and when she finds out uh, that um, she, the, her sister's being cheated on she kind of, she invites the girl to, din- to Christmas dinner um, oh okay. Yeah. So, and then yeah, so there's that, and then there's the youngest, the uh, youngest son, who is he? Think he's in like he might be like nineteen, twenty. He's at co- he's in college, and uh, the beginning of the film they show him he's like fucked up his he fucked up his shoulder, but he's all right now. The coach says yeah, he can come off your medication, da da da. But you can uh, they just kind of show that he's um, still taking his medication as kind of like a way to deal with the pain of his mum dying because he hasn't really dealt with it properly. So yeah, there's that. And then throughout the film, the dad's like 
their mum's got the mum had this uh, like amazing sweet potato pie I think it was and he can't quite get the the dad can't quite get the recipe right so he's like spending the whole film trying to make this uh, make this pie and make it uh, so that it tastes just like his wife's used to taste and yeah so basically they just all go through like you know trials and tribulations of a dysfunctional family and you know they do like a family football game and they all start fighting each other for real and all sorts of stuff like that but yeah they all get together in the end so it's, so it's not too bad but Christmas Day is kind of <laughs> it's really funny actually because um, so the the daughter who invited the um, mistress to Christmas dinner she kind of like, tries to backtrack on it so she leaves her voicemail saying like yeah don't come Obviously, but the girl doesn't re- listen to her voicemail so she comes anyway and then the husband's there and he's like he's like trying to hide from her so like he go, goes to the kitchen and then his wife drags him back out and like they both sit down they're sitting next to each other and like yeah, so he's got the husband's there, the wife's there, and then the mistress is next to the wife, and like no one knows yet that um, this mistress is uh, the guy, the guy's um, side piece. So like, <laughs> and she hasn't, she hasn't noticed that he's that he's here yet because she doesn't know that the guy's married. So the wife is like moving forward, like to like grab potatoes and serve people. And when he when she moves forward, he moves forward, and when she's actually to like the to the mistress can't see him, so he's like moving with her. So that that was really funny. But yeah, so they find out that. Uh, the guy's been cheating on her, and basically the uh, wife goes nuts, goes upstairs, gets a shotgun, <laughs> gets a shotgun, threatens to shoot him, doesn't shoot him in the end, but then yeah, he he uh, he clears off. So yeah, it's there. Uh, there's a few funny moments in it, but it's not it's not a great film. I'm not going to lie, but yeah. Oh, no. sounded alright. It's a, it's it's decent, but it's not it's not you know it's not something up there. My favorite Christmas films. I'll probably give it like a six and a half, seven. Not an uplifting uplifting Christmas film. No, not really. But it was alright. It was alright. Okay. Yeah. I want to talk about, uh, as a from the archive, I guess, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Lovely. Didn't Ollie do Ace Ventura? As a... He did the other one, didn't he? Did Was he? It... Okay. Oh, did he do Ace Oh, maybe he did. I can't remember. Oh, okay. Just do it. Go on. Well. We, we don't do archives enough. Yeah. But either you do it or I do Avengers, and we didn't want to talk about serial yeah, heroes. Yeah, like heroes. Um, but can I, I, I just always say... make the accountant. I'm going to talk about the accountant as well. We can do that. Okay, but can I just say the Avengers, yeah? So sick. Great. Sick. Great. And would you class uh, as an iconic scene the scene where they're all standing around in a circle oh, together? Yeah, yeah, and it pans around yeah. them. Uh, that, uh, that's the point where I was like, yeah, this one's Shivers, mate. This film is fucking fantastic. Um, okay, I think I feel like Ollie did do Ace Ventura, which is probably why I watched it. Um, I fucking hated it. <laughs> oh, I wasn't expecting Jim that. Jim Carrey is so annoying. Like, everything he says is like the smarmiest thing. He's like, Alrighty then. Does it make oh it worse God. now that you know he each of these films is based on how he's feeling at the time and no, the fact I just that hated he it. embodies the role? Because apparently oh. I tagged Glenn in something. So you know we we watched that thing about um yeah. making a van. No, Jim and Andy. Jim and Andy. Apparently there's a someone did this little like news article about uh making the Grinch and apparently Jim Carrey was just as nuts making the Grinch and stuff. Like, could you well, imagine you that? you tagged me in was a parody. Was it a parody? I'm pretty sure it was. Oh, okay. Because that, most of that footage was from... Yeah, but did you read the actual article? No, I oh. thought it was a parody. So... Oh, okay. Maybe it was a parody. I but... don't know. Because I never remember him... Well, obviously you're not going to remember him biting off someone's nose and... No. Anything. But yeah, I thought if that was a real thing and someone had written about could, it... It could be. Yeah. But anyway, Karen, sorry. But I just found like everything he said was so annoying. He didn't say anything seriously. And I didn't really find it very funny. And I thought... Courtney Cox wasn't particularly good in it. Like everyone was just underused and bad acting, and yeah, I really did not like it. 
But that would have been a terrible one for the archive, mate. That's all I'm saying. Well, then I'll talk about The Accountant. Fantastic. I really enjoyed that film. So The Accountant is about a uh, accountant with Asperger's or I think he's got autism, like a higher form of autism. Um, so basically you see him as a kid. He, you know, he has to finish what he starts. He isn't very good at socialising and he kind of has this mantra which helps calm him down in that stressful situation. He says... It's, it's a poem I can't remember all of it something, about, something on a Monday something on Tuesday I thought it was Craig David but it's not um, <laughs> uh, anyway so like he's becomes an accountant and he basically cooks the books for uh, drug dealers and stuff like they get him in and he kind of sorts their accounts out and he gets paid uh, very well for it and he also gets like donated like really rare items like art or comics and stuff but he does also do normal yeah so he has, to, he has to have legitimate clients mm. um, obviously just to keep his kind of business looking legit uh, have you seen it? no are you gonna do it? is it something you're interested in? Um, yeah but you can just talk about it I don't really well I, I, I'll try and avoid spoilers but essentially so you follow him like, he just looks like a normal accountant he gets uh he gets hired as a contractor by John Lithgow, who is the owner of um, a robotics company. I think called like Living Robotics, mm. um, because this new one of their like accounts people, played by Anna Kendrick, um, has discovered this like anomaly, um, and so obviously John Lithgow wants to find out who if someone's been taking money. Um, so Ben Affleck kind of searched through 15 years worth of archives overnight like he's this, like prodigy like you know he's like really good at his job mm. uh, and finds the anomaly and then basically like he's like really happy and tells Anna and you see you see his like fledgling kind of relationship with Anna Kendrick like he's really awkward but like it's quite sweet in a way mm. like the way that they um, kind of bounce off each other don't they a little bit as well yeah or more they're, they're both socially him. awkward but mm. his is kind of like a, a mental kind of yeah not deficiency but you know he also was brought up in a different way to yeah so not like really he, emulate his well yeah didn't well. so his dad was like an army colonel and like made sure that like because he used to get bullied a lot as a kid like he was like sending him to like martial arts classes and stuff and he had a brother who never spoke um because sword twist coming <laughs> yeah. brother who never spoke why uh you just in the flashbacks he just doesn't speak really oh. it, well, he there wasn't any reason for it oh, I don't I think. Thought it was, so it's not like a physical no okay. but um yeah so then uh you also follow John Bernthal's character who basically is like a private security guy and he roughs up people who are shorting um certain accounts and you know basically he's protecting his client's interests so his client will hire him and say look we don't want this guy to to keep bad mouthing our stock and making it worthless so he'll go and beat him up um <laughs> and eventually John Bernthal gets hired by John Lithgow uh, to kind of stop Anna Kendrick and Ben Affleck. Um, so Ben Affleck plays Christian Wolf and Anna Kendrick plays Dana, I think her name is. Um, so to stop, stop them from digging even further because I think it was one of these... So it turns out John Lithgow wanted to float his company on the stock market and he couldn't have any irregularities. Mm. But Ben Affleck was going a bit further and trying to dig us to like what the illegality behind all these payments were mm-hmm. um, and it was somehow linked to John Lithgow so then there's like ends up being a kind of conflict between them um, and I just thought I was really surprised by it like on the face of it it just sounds like a really dull concept like an accountant who is really good with weapons it just sort of was a bit nonsensical to me 
Um, but it was really entertaining, and there's another subplot where this uh, kind of tax investigator is trying to uncover Ben Affleck because of his connections to like drug lords and stuff. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, you don't really need to know much about finance to understand it. Okay. The, the plot is a little bit complex, but it does make sense at the end. Um, is it on Netflix? No, oh. I don't think so. Uh, I watched it on DVD. But okay. yeah, I was really entertained by it. Um, no, I think Ben Affleck it. plays it quite well. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't know many autistic people, so I don't know how true to kind of yeah. the depiction he is. Yeah. But um, mm. yeah, he played it really well, like quite understated. And the action was good. The plot twists were decent. Yeah. So yeah, I would thoroughly recommend it. Yeah. I was really uh, surprised, pleasantly surprised by it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I might give it a watch. I can be bothered. Yeah, definitely. Mm. It's apparently meant to be a cotton too. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll probably watch that, but it's a bit... Is I'd... it a film that seemed like it could have a sequel? I mean, it could have a sequel. I don't really think it necessarily need needs one. Yeah. It would just be the sa- more of the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's one of those films which, contained on its own, would probably work quite well. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, unless there's anything else you two want to discuss, we can leave it there for a, a Christmas... Christmas little special there. Um, so I feel like we didn't do a good job of making it a Christmas special. Because none of us can fucking think of any <laughs> Christmas films. <laughs> I, I feel like we should talk about something. I don't know. Is there anything else Christmas related we can talk about? Like, I don't know. Do you guys have any like, Christmas tra- Christmas traditions or anything like that? I don't know. I tend to go around my dad's and play poker. Yeah? Yeah. Do you win? I have won before, yeah, yeah. Because he, he always collects like pennies throughout the year and stuff. Oh, yeah. And he'll like, we'll play with them. And then he'll say like, the winner will get like 50 quid or something. Mm. Um, and last year he made us because we were all working he made us pay in to oh, like shit. buy the chips I was like fair enough I ended up I think my sister Rachel won um, so she was like she won like 50 quid and I was like gutted I'd lost like £10 of my own money on Christmas day but yeah I, I quite like that tradition we, we all have a tradition together yes, though don't we, we? Christmas we, Eve Christmas Eve down the White Horse how many years running since we were 18 so not just down the White Horse though we're in a uh, Christmas jumper true I mean, so is that what five years five must years be yeah we're all going to be there, right? Did you guys ever... Um, yeah, uh, Connor, Connor's here, by the way. Connor's He's here. Connor, Connor, what's your favourite Christmas film? Welcome to the podcast. My favourite Christmas film. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> to be cut, Connor. They've got to yeah. catch your voice. This is Connor. Hey, honorary guys. member. I didn't expect this. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Because we're in like a really high-tech studio and like Connor's obviously really famous so we're just like, hey Connor. Just so happens to be walking by. Definitely not, definitely not Chris's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely The Grinch. The Grinch? Yeah, even though it's kind of like an anti-Christmas film. Okay. I quite like it. Are you a bit of a Scrooge? I'm not a Scrooge but I think he's, you know, he, he does actually like Christmas in the end, doesn't he? It's not like... He enjoys Christmas mm. yeah. at the end. Okay. Um... It's yeah. not like a Scrooge film, but it is. It's just a good film. Mm. Jim Carrey's quite good, isn't it? Yeah. Did you guys ever believe in Santa? Yeah. How, when did you stop believing in Do you know what? There was a, a year where I called my mum out on it because I stayed up and I was like, I saw you come, come into my room last night. Anyway, my, my siblings were really young. You're such a... You're such a ruiner. That's a typical you. Sorry, carry on. And anyway, somehow she managed to convince me that I was wrong. Okay. But then the next year I did the exact same thing. I was like, nah, you fucking lied to me. <laughs> I was like, he doesn't exist. And she was like, you've got to maintain it for your siblings. I was like, fine. I was like, bet the fucking uh, tooth fairy doesn't exist either, does she? But no, so my whole world came crashing down at the age of 21. That is typical you. I think I was like nine. Okay. I was ten, because 
someone in the playground said they had a uh, and I was nine or ten and someone in the playground was like there's a secret about Christmas I was like what is it and he's like I can't tell you and I was like I was like I want to know so I kept asking my mum and she's like you don't want to know so I do and then she told me and I was gutted parents spend the first decade of your life lying to you for good reason. Really? For, for your own benefit. Did you ever believe in Santa? I actually can't remember a time where I did. I don't think I believed in Santa either. My parents made it known for a fact that Santa didn't buy you these presents, I bought you these presents. <laughs> <laughs> that is such your family. Yeah. So I was like, okay, fair enough. But then I'm like, this is not real. I never had a chimney. So You never had a chimney? No. So uh, where was it going to come? Pretty wow. cool. Pretty kettle, yeah, isn't it? childhood, man. Pretty kettle. Pretty yeah, <laughs> kettle. Pretty sink, pretty sink, innit? <laughs> yeah. It's quite an insidious feeling to have an old man come into your room and give you presents for, like, being good. Yeah, like, yeah. kind of, he's a bit of a paedophile, isn't he? Any really? other day of the year, that would be, yeah, paedophilia. Yeah. Call to the police, but not on Christmas. But then I don't know, do I, if, when I have kids, do I tell them about Santa? I'm like, saves me basically money by telling them they don't exist. Because you've got to buy presents from Santa and from mum and dad, don't you? So. I do think it's in your best interest to tell them that you are the one buying the presents. And then yeah. if they're naughty, they're not going to get presents. Yeah. So they'll behave to you. Because I remember when I was a kid, I used to be like, oh, well, mum and dad, I want this from you and I want this from Santa. And you could just see them like, that's so expensive. <laughs> Cheap. Yeah. Although I was so ungrateful as a kid. Like I've seen home videos where... Like, my parents have been giving me presents. I open it. I'm like, yay. Put it aside. Over next one. Yay. And, you know, I just think they must have spent, you know, fairly bit, bit of money. And I was just, don't appreciate it. I feel like I always really appreciate stuff, but I always used to break stuff. Like, I got a, I got a, I got a Power Rangers Megazord for one for one Christmas. And I was so happy. I literally, I broke it the same day. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was like one little piece in the middle that was supposed to be like the chest. And I it wouldn't fit. So I literally just went, and smacked it and it just was like out of place forever I mean it still kind of fit together but it wasn't the same and I was so upset damn it yeah. my brother used to bite all the uh, toes and fingers off my action men that is super weird yeah, yeah. I don't have any toes either because he bit them off but um, yeah, he used to do that so he always used to ruin all my presents uh, do you guys still have turkey on Christmas? yeah I, I fucking do. hate it yeah I don't get the it the driest it's... thing come on mm-hmm. We stopped having turkey like seven years ago. Is it? Yeah. Good shout. We, we, like, we were like, does anyone actually like turkey? We were all like, no. So no. I'm a gammon man myself, yeah. or, or chicken, chicken yeah. or gammon, beef. Chicken, lamb. I said this yeah. to my mum last year. I was like, why do you get turkey? Like, no one likes it. Yeah. She was like, it's a tradition. I was like, I don't care. Yeah, bun tradition. It's like your own tradition, isn't it? It's yeah. been like, like, oh, I'm always like, yeah, turkey test bare dry. And people are like, oh, yeah, but if you have it with gravy. And I was like, I don't want to have to soak my meat in gravy for it to, t- for it to taste relatively nice. Yeah. Like, I'd rather just taste nice on its own. I don't even really like gravy that much either. So. Do you not have to watch the Queen's speech? No, my sister free. loves anything cream-related. My, my Amuchi, she absolutely loves anything cream-related. Like Bohemian like, Rhapsody. Like, like, when, the, <laughs> when, when the Queen's speech is on, she's literally like, yeah, we have to we'll watch it. Oh. Watch it. It's always that, and then we all watch um, the EastEnders Christmas episode. Yeah. Well. That's a, that's, a yeah, that's, a, that's a classic. EastEnders and Doctor Who for me. Okay. But I used to watch the Queen's speech and then I was like, no. I don't watch that nonsense. I kind of broke all those traditions, like going to church Christmas Day. Nope, scrap that. I go, I go mass the day before. But I, I, yeah, I used to always go on Christmas Day as well. But then when I got old, like basically when I, went to, when I went to uni, I stopped going and I started going midnight mass. And now I just go to the one before. Like the six o'clock one, then we go to the pub, yeah, and drink and be merry. (laughs) That's my favorite tradition. I love that. You're gonna be there, right? Christmas Eve, definitely be there. Christmas Eve is way better than Christmas these days, yeah, it is. Although, last year, I woke up on Christmas Day, I had the worst hangover, it was absolutely disgusting. There was a a Christmas also, like 
<laughs> think about in the, the first year of uni or the second year of uni where I literally I don't know what happened but when I got home I, I was literally like okay I'm going to turn on my computer so I can watch something and I just passed out and I woke up, in, <laughs> I woke up on the milk Christmas day my computer was on the floor and I had an apple in my hand and I was, just, <laughs> I was like what the fuck did that happen last night and I had the worst hangout all day it was disgusting but, yeah. start, uh, me and my dad go to the pub on Christmas day morning um, and then I go around his in the evening and Stephen didn't come last year because he was too hungover from, oh. from Christmas Eve. Uh, and then I always watch the Star Wars films of my girlfriend's stepdad, so mm. that's a mini tradition. Any traditions in your household? Honestly, the morning is literally just me being hungover. <laughs> this kid is like the worst kid the day after the hangover, like the day after drinking. Watching non responses. Yes. It takes me about three hours to open my presents. Really? Yeah. I'll like, be looking at a pair of socks for like 30 minutes. Like. <laughs> Do you not still get like proper presents? Because I don't. Yeah. yeah. Oh. This thing, you, Cheers, like, mum. We were talking about this the other day when we went to Cologne. We were talking about <laughs> it. And Gav <laughs> was basically saying how like he doesn't think that anyone should get anyone presents for Christmas. Basically, that he should get what, himself what he wants. Yeah. And the people should get himself what they want. And he said that his brother wanted a bin for Christmas. Yeah. And he was like, I'm not getting your fucking bin for Christmas. To be fair, I, then, got, I got him a bin. <laughs> I got him a bin. <laughs> and then he was like, he asked him for a. Uh, I think iPhone charger. Yeah, he was like, "Well, I want an iPhone charger." He's so like, "I'll buy me an iPhone charger. You buy you an iPhone charger." Done. Did you know you what? Are the, the worst grin. thing. You think it's cringe. Worst thing is if I buy him a proper Apple charger and he goes to like Poundland, Poundland or Tiger and buys one for like four pounds because I ain't having that shit. I'm keeping my charger. You're so, such a grinch, man. So I was like, "Well, yeah," because oh, my, my sisters God. are taking the business. Like, "Oh yeah, what Adidas jumper? I want like all these." expensive makeup things I was like well you buy that yourself because I can't think of anything I want for Christmas and I'll just buy me what I want when I think of it as the worst attitude to have that's a terrible attitude because I say to your kids right well so you get what you want no because they won't have money because these have all got money now so yeah fuck that I mean he's getting a bin Fair enough. I did write. I did write on the tag. Like, dear Stephen, hope your Christmas isn't rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> That's a typical. Are you gonna get your rubbish presents or something like that? It's a bad yeah. joke. It is. Bands. Yeah. But yeah, Christmas but is sick. I like Christmas. It's for now anyway. It's all right. Maybe when you have got a family, it'll be a bit better. Maybe. But yeah, I don't really decorate my house or anything like that. Or we don't put a tree up anymore either. Oh really? No, because like it's again, again. Everyone in my family was like, we were all like. Right, who can be bothered to put up a Christmas tree? No one. Who can be bothered to take down a Christmas tree? No, no one. one. So we're not going to put it up anymore. We're just going to put presents in the front room. And, you know... Decent. We'll, yeah, we'll just sit down and open them. Like, because we're not really... We used to do decorations, kind of, then. And then we got, we had, a, like, an artificial tree. But we found it the other day in, like, the cup, one of the cupboards in our house. And it just looked absolutely retarded. So we were just like, yeah. there's no point in us I was going to say, did you... Your eyes are artificial. Do you get real ones? No. They're so messy. Yeah. They are. They're all everywhere. And then they just fucking die. Yeah. Get an artificial one that you can... Done. We, we have the same artificial one for the last 24 years. Is it? It's horrendous. Is it? Good value. Good value, though. Like, I mean, it's probably Woolworths. Like, shout out Woolworths, you know. <laughs> RIP. But, yeah, it's terrible. And I hate putting it up. Mm. And I... Yeah. Last year I was purposely out, just so I didn't have to put it up. <laughs> even still, even if it's like easy to put up, you still got to like tinsel it, put all the baubles on, hang on chocolates, whatever, if that's what you're into. Mm-hmm. Fucking mad. Mad long process. What all, this is another question, what chocolates do you guys go for after you've had your Christmas dinner? Terry's, innit? 
Go tell. Okay. I absolutely despise Quality Street. I think every Quality really? Street tastes the same. It's like the, the chocolate like merges into one. I like Quality Street. I'm more, I'm more of a Roses guy though. I would say. Than yeah, Roses. A Roses or, is a Cadbury one. Yeah. Yeah. Celebrations. Or I go for um. Oh yeah, celebrations. They've had a new or, one. I have after eights. Oh, the the, the uh, Milky Way yeah, the roll, mm. roll thing. Keep, yeah. Keeping it after eights for me. Or Ferrero Shows. I love Ferrero Shows. Thing is, I always used to make the mistake of like. You know, because my mum would still put like a little stocking at the end of all our beds. We'd just have a Terry's chocolate orange and a Satsuma. And um, like something else. And then I'd always eat, or a selection box, and I'd always eat it all Mm. in the morning. And then I'd just feel like so sugar sick until like the dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Do you drink? You guys drink a lot on Christmas Day? I don't drink. I don't drink on Christmas Day. Why? Is that because of Christmas Eve? No, I just don't drink. That's because you drink like every other day. <laughs> I, I don't, when, when, when we're not out, when we're not out and about, yeah. I, I don't go and drink in the day. No, 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 you're not, obviously you're not alcoholic. So, right? I, I, when we go on the weekend, I'll smash it, but, but that's it. Like, if we go for lunches at work, I don't tend to go and have a beer. Really? Fair enough. Didn't you have one on Friday? Yeah, but that's because we're going out after. Oh, but I didn't on Wednesday. Well, everyone, you else, ever, everyone else well, didn't, you and me didn't. Well, Do you ever like casually drink at home? No. If I have like, if oh, I last Sunday when I couldn't be bothered to go to the kitchen, <laughs> yeah, so I just like, grabbed a bottle yeah, of uh, Copperberg yeah. and started drinking it. Only if I have, like go somewhere, like if we go out or pre-drink or whatever, and I've bought like uh, cans of whatever, and I've got some left over, and I take them home. Then I'll drink it at home just because I just want to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, I don't just drink casually. Like, I don't watch people and think, oh yeah, I really want to have this with a beer or something like that. Like, I just don't see the point. No. But I'll drink on Christmas Day. Like I'll have one, one or two of my dad in the morning, and then a glass not... of like prosecco or something. At, I hate prosecco or beer at, at, at lunch, and then I'll That's go around my that. dad's and have. Oh. We tend to have whiskey and then Bailey's and then a few beers. Mm. Like, not a lot, but... It all depends on the people around you if they're drinking. You don't want to be the only one. That's if they're all drinking, you're That's like, oh, fuck it, I'll, I'll get smashed. Go yeah. Even if you're hungover from the day before. And then my aunt always has something around Christmas time. And my, my sister got smashed at that last year. <laughs> I think, she, yeah. To bring it back to food. I think you say bring it back to film, because... No. It's, it's, <laughs> this is a film podcast. This is, no, we're talking, this is Christmas. We're talking about Christmas. Do you have to wrap it up quite soon? We mate? do. Uh, well, I'm almost done. I'm just going to ask this one last thing. So what's your favourite and least favourite parts of the Christmas meal? Turkey, least favourite. As in that roast. Turkey's your least favourite part of the meal. I don't like to. I don't see What, worse than all the other vegetables in that? Okay, oh, yeah. sprouts, Brussels sprouts. Okay. I don't like Brussels yeah, sprouts. Yeah, but I don't have Brussels sprouts, so that's I it. can't say it's my yeah, worst. I don't I'd, yeah, I would agree, turkey. If turkey's the le- that's that's horrendous. If, Why? What you... If the main part of the meal is the worst part of the meal, yeah, but that's switch not my up main, the meal. That's not my main part though. My main part's gammon or my main part's... Okay. See, I don't, I'm not in charge of cooking it, so yeah. I don't... I just cook my own. I'm not going to I would rather have like a crown of chicken like with yeah. stuffing in it or something. Like. Yeah, I love stuffing. I got into stuffing like a few years ago. Mm. Now, now I absolutely love it. But do you like it crispy or like sometimes people like it squidgy? I like it squidgy. You like it squidgy? It's moist. Mm. Moist. <laughs> you like a moist stuffing ball. It's hard. It's, I don't get well, it. I don't like balls, balls, isn't it? No? Like okay. a big like bowl of it. And yeah. 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 I, can just, I, can munch on, yeah, I can definitely munch on a bowl of stuffing. It does give me the fucking think, shit, see. Favourite? Could Tom makes you fart, isn't it? Yeah. Parsnips. Love parsnips. <gasps> no. No. And chips also, in disguise, mate. They're chips in disguise. Uh, no, <laughs> Healthy right. chips. They're a disgrace to chips. I hate parsnips. Um, and also the uh, pigs in blankets. Oh, yeah, I love it. That's the love a pig in a blanket. I hate mince pies, though. I probably really? can't stand mince pies. Bit of custard. I think whatever's in the whatever the mince part is nasty. No? 
I like the outside part. What do you have for like desserts then? Do you have like Christmas pudding or like? No, I just have like, like chocolates and that. Fair washes normally. Mm. But I have some yogurt. <laughs> normally have like a Christmas themed one, like a Christmas pudding or something. And then for the people that don't like it, which is pretty much everyone, mm. like a cheesecake or something. But do you just have yeah. like just you, your mum and dad, or do you have like family around? No, we always go on my nan's. Okay. It's like twelve people in a very small mm. room. Mm. Fair play. What does uh, What does Larry's mum come into all this on your day? Yeah, well, she went over. Oh, went she? Oh. That's convenient. <laughs> Why is it convenient? <laughs> she's not there any year. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> can't believe you don't do it. I still can't believe you don't believe me. I What's need this? a Snapchat. You need a Snapchat? Yeah, just one Snapchat. I'll send you one, I'll send you one next time we have to do it. this mystery of the world. <laughs> Alright, cool. You're doing the dirt, you and Larry's mum. Yeah, mate. Damn it. Does Larry go? Or is it just Larry's mum? Larry's there. Oh. <laughs> Larry's brother? Yeah. Where is it? Tell, I don't understand the context. What? <laughs> don't you understand? Don't where understand. is Larry? In the, what do you mean? Does he come around your house? Yeah. Or I go around his house. What did you do? Did you give, did you give presents? Or? No. Why did you go around Larry's house? My mum and his mum are friends. Are they? Yeah. Just, just your mum that goes if you go. Yeah, I'll go with my mum. Yeah. Because, you know. No one else knows. No one else knows Larry or his family. Oh, fair enough. Mm. His dad's usually away as well, isn't he? Well, he's Dude, been away Larry's quite. Dad. No, your dad's been away quite often, isn't he? Over Christmas periods. No, not normally. To be fair, huh? he'll be waiting. Uh, he'll, he's going there. My mum and my mum will go to Nigeria after Christmas. To be fair. Yeah. But yeah, let's wrap up. Well. Thank you for listening to episode 38 of the film podcast. Um, although it was nice to talk about Christmas, do tweet us with your favourite Christmas films, your Christmas traditions. We're on Twitter at Your Average Critics, uh, YC Podcast 17. We're on Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, and iTunes under Your Average Critics. Uh, next week, we'll, if we do one next week, uh, we'll talk about, I guess, Pitch Perfect 3. Um, Are you going to watch it? Yeah. Hell yeah. Greatest Showman, hopefully. Greatest Showman. And uh, we'll just do a review of 2017. And a review of 2017, yeah, definitely. So maybe you'll turn up for that one, Connor. Maybe. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for special guest, Connor. Little (laughs) little cameo. It's a little Christmas treat for you all. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Tune in next week.